What's up, everyone? Welcome to Snakebite BMX podcast number 26, I believe. I'm Shad Johnson, and thank you for tuning in. (laughs) We are brought to you with the help from uh, all the riders over at digbmx.com. If you're looking for up-to-date BMX coverage, give them a follow on Instagram, subscribe to their YouTube, follow them on your favorite social media platform, or hit them up at just digbmx.com and you know, scroll through things and check stuff out. Uh, today we sat down with one of our favorite hockey playing, mini horse owning, just badass Canadian BMX guys, Jason Enns. Uh, we talked to him about his below freezing upbringing in the far north, 80s and 90s BMX and spot hunt, spot hunting, plus a whole lot more. So sit back and enjoy. scary for summertime yeah. <clears throat> it's because last year this time we were we were raining till may which is nor should be normal yeah it was excess of rain last year but this year i'm like it's done the opposite yeah well like we've rain. had the we had the wettest year in 10 years in portland last year or this year this year fuck so um all right i'm here with jason ends uh we just got done riding his mini ramp i smashed my knee <laughs> Uh, that kind of ended my session, and yeah, we just came up the house, and uh, this is kind of like a little impromptu podcast, so um, I know everybody's probably expecting tons of mid-school, tons of stuff, but we might just talk bash cards and old school stuff the t- whole time, who, who even knows, so. Let's see. I, let's see where it goes. Yeah, let's see where it goes. <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, we just saw some pictures on, uh, Jason has like a ozone replica, he has about like, how many bikes do you have down there? I think, well, including the T1, the Daily Rider. Your Daily Rider? I think it's like seven. So it's not excessive. So you have an 89 Master. Eight. You have have an 89 Master, an 89 Bully Bash Guard. 90 Aggressor. 90 Aggressor, a 92 to 3 Wilkerson. Oh, yeah, that would be. Then you have a new Master with a Bash Guard. Yeah. Got the homes. Oh, you have a 90, or no, that's like a 91 homes or yeah, something. Yeah, 91 homes, and then the remake, the repop homes as well. Yeah. So. And he rides them all. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You got to the, ride them all. The no point? carpet queens. But yeah, we were just down there sessioning and got a couple pictures uh, on the little ozone replica, kind of pretending like, you know, getting some Grosso vibes. So, um, what kind of got you... I mean, I know why you're into old bikes, because I'm into old bikes, but kind of what brought you just from riding like a daily bike to wanting to just play around on all these different bikes? Kind of started like on a whim, because Terry Carson was visiting, and uh, he just mentioned like that he was going to some show in Vancouver, and I said, if you see an 89 Master, grab it for me, you know, and then one showed up. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just sent it to me, he's like, cover shipping, just the frame, and it was in super rough shape, and then... I got that, and it just sat as a frame for a long time, and then I kind of picked away at it. And as it got closer to get completed, I got more and more stoked on it, you yeah. know. And that kind of, you know. And then John Bolton's really helped me take it over the top. John Bolton's from Haro. Yeah, from yeah. Haro, and uh, he he hooked up some stuff for it that really brought it over the top and completed it. And I was just like, I was like, 
wow, I did, it was beyond what I expected, and that kind of like gave me the bug. I'm like, well, I got to do another one now. I'm like, this thing's crazy cool. So um, that kind of that's kind of what started. It. Did you have an '89 Master growing up? I did have an '89 Master. <laughs> oh, did you? That's, yeah, that's I didn't why. Know that. That's why I rode one for a while, and then. It wasn't the red one, it, you know, it was one of those hand-me-downs where you just had all the janky shit yeah, on yeah, it, yeah. but I was so into that bike at the time, and uh, so I was just like, oh, it'd be cool to have one like that, and I, I kind of thought more of just getting the frame to have it and display it, I, yeah. I wasn't thinking, oh, I'll get it complete, or kind of even get it air correct as much as I hate it when people use that term, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, and once it got there, I'm like, oh, that was pretty fun, you know, this was pretty cool, so... Did it ride like you remembered or anything? <laughs> it's so crazy. Like they're so they're so small, and when you look at the stuff that got done and that yeah. error on those bikes, it's a whole new respect because you know you got a 19 inch top tube, you got 15 plus rear end, in insane angles on the head tube. Oh yeah, probably like every, 73 yeah. head tube. So <clears> like, <throat> then you're looking at these guys doing 10, 12 feet on vert variations, and you're like, it doesn't make sense. Even doing like handrails, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, handrails and like. For how crappy the bike is too, you think you wouldn't even have made it through a session on one of these yeah. on rip. So Yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. But it, it, how is it like when you ride the, the old bikes? It, does it make it I mean it, I know when I ride it, it's like just trying to do like a simple trick yeah. is like ten times harder. It's just fun. Yeah, it's harder and just, just cruising around on it's fun, you know? Yeah. And then like oh and it kinda of brings you back, like I'll jump off a curb and do this. And yeah. That. And like I, I don't take it too far on the old bike. It's just fun to, fun to, fun to cruise around on and ride the park a little bit. Some people different. trip when you bring them to the skate park. Yeah, some, sometimes <coughs> like the people that know know, and it's usually like someone's dad that's like, oh, I used to have something like that. Do any of the young <laughs> Do any of the young kids like ask you what something is or anything? I think, I think they already think I'm a kook <laughs> at, at how old I look riding any bike at the park. So yeah. like they kind of avoid me, and I try to avoid interacting with youngsters as well at the skate park because you know. They're like, who's this fucking narc? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I'm like, so I just try to stick to myself. If they, if they engage hey, with me. Hey, kids, cool skateboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I kind of avoid all that anyway. But, uh, you know, I'm older than most of their dads that are sitting at the park. Well, like yesterday, stuff, so. yesterday we were at that park, and there was that little scooter kid I talked shit to to get out of my way. Yeah. And I go by the scooter kid, and he's like, my dad's 35, I'll call him down, and he'll beat their asses. And the other kid's like, my dad's 28. And I was like, I could be that yeah. kid's dad's yeah. dad. It's, it's, it's something to think about. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, that's funny. Um, well, yeah, so you, I mean, you had that 89 Master, I'm sure, was that right? You, you, you got that from a buddy back in the yeah. day. Yeah, How long, <clears throat> like, what kind, I know... If everybody doesn't know, Jason grew up in Winnipeg, which is, if you don't know your Canadian geography, is like just a little bit north yeah, of North I'd Dakota. Be, if you know Fargo, North Dakota, North Dakota, I'd be basically three hours straight north of Fargo. Okay, so just miserable winters. Yeah, miserable winter. Pretty hot summers. Miser, miserable summer. Absolutely humid. Mosquitoes. Super plains. Yeah, completely flat, windy. How big's Winnipeg? Think probably about 800,000 people. So it's a pretty decent-sized city. It's, yeah, it's a decent-sized city. Um, yeah. Is it just oil there? A farm. 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 farm okay. Grain, flax, I mean, all kinds of shit. But yeah, mostly just farm. Farming would be the big, you know, not in the city. The city's just a regular city. But, yeah. But it's all farmland to basically Calgary from Winnipeg, so. How did, I mean, what year did you kind of get in riding and how did 
how did, I mean, what brought it to you? Because, I mean, it, it seems like, you know, when you start riding, the scene was so small still. Yeah, I so. think, I mean, it progressed the same as most kids. You're just on a bike, any kind of yeah. bike. And your intent is to jump off something. So we were doing that, and then, you know, you'd go to the store, and you're like, oh, BMX, you're flipping through. I was, like, probably more into, at that time, I was more into Ninja Magazines. Get the you, Ninja Stars you, and yeah, yeah, Dump Chucks, that shit so was I'm sick. super into that, but then, you know, when you're done reading all those at the store, <laughs> you, you pick up whatever's next to it, too. And I was like, oh, this looks cool, you know, it was a yeah. BMX Plus at the time. And it was right at that era, I think the cover where... Someone's on the deck of the quarter pipe. I think it's Wilkerson Aaron, and someone's on the deck of the quarter pipe doing something. Priority or something. Yeah, something like that. It was like an eighty, probably eighty-five, and so I think I just picked that up, and then each month I started picking them up, and I was buying them. I slowly got into it, and then you're like, you're like, damn, this is cool, and you're like, I need actually need a BMX bike instead yeah. of the banana. You know, I had the banana seat. Yeah, bike. like old Schwinn yeah, or something. Yeah, it, yeah, probably it wouldn't even have been a Schwinn at that point, but a Sears. Um, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Sears special, and then. You got the BMX and then gravitated towards the kids in the neighborhood yeah. that had them. And then, yeah, it just kind of spiraled from there. What was your first real bike? <sighs> I had a Kuhara. So my neighbor my neighbor was into it at the time. They were older. They were probably at least five, six years older than me. How old were you at this time? So we moved. I'd been into it before, but I'm still kind of dabbling, you know? Yeah, I'm yeah. young. I keep not really Foot just in the water. I'm not learning tricks <laughs> or doing it. I'm just kind of riding around and jumping off stuff thinking it's cool. Read magazines. And we moved, fuck, it would have been grade five, would have been... 86 or something? Maybe a little later than that, 88, kind yeah. of that. And we moved to a new house, and my neighbor was doing it, and he had a few other kids on the block. They, they could actually do tricks, you know, and they had the cool bikes, and I was just like, I saw them, and I was just like... You know, when you see the when you oh. see that bike, and it's just so cool. Especially back then, those bikes yeah. were just like... yeah. Every, and everyone was different, you know. Yeah. What I mean, now everyone, every bike, every was, bike was so freestyle back yeah, then. You could yeah, make it just like everything was so distinct. And I just remember seeing it, and then they were doing tricks, and I'm like, "This is the coolest thing I ever seen." Yeah. You know? So they just kind of gravitated. They took me under their wing, and even though I was younger and stuff, and I'd just cruise around with them. They showed me kind of local jumps, and like it all just started from there. So, so you and your magician pro, or it was a race bike. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't even tell you what it was. So I had that. My, I got that from my neighbor, and then another guy on my street had upgraded to something else, and I got a Hutch Pro Racer from him. Nice. That I upgraded to that from that. <coughs> and then, God, and then it, it probably, you're breaking those. As oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, right? So it just progressed, and then I'd meet a few other guys and then hand me down this. I mean, there's probably an era where I was just getting whatever I could. Then I'd end up with a, when I really started learning stuff, I ended up with a RL20B. Oh, that's a good one. And then I ended up on a RL22. Yeah. And the 22 is when, when I was on the Red Line 22, is when things started. That's a big bike. I was bike. meeting other people in the city, and we were, we were actually learning tricks at that time. And you looking know? for things to ride and stuff. Yeah, we're actively out. We had an area in our city that they would put uh, wooden ramps in, oh. the ho- in the hockey rink in the summer. So they'd let us move some ramps. And it was gravel. So we're, we're riding box jump and all this stuff, but it was like, it was on the other end of the city for me. So, you know, I'd pedal there, I'd pedal there almost every day and that's where I met Asado and I met a bunch of other guys. He lived, he couldn't live, he couldn't have lived farther in the city from me where we were. You guys I was reach. on the south end and he was like on the farthest north end and this, the place with the ramps, Woodhaven, was kind of in the middle. So we'd meet up there. So you guys didn't go to the same school? No, no. Yeah. We like literally could not be farther apart in the city. 
So he had pedal there. He had his crew. I kind of had my crew. And like, Dave, Dave was always crazy. That would, when I didn't know him for a while, he'd show up. And he would pack, he would have this Haro gear bag on. <laughs> and like, not a gear bag, but like a hockey bag. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, full face and open face. And like, he was prepared for, <laughs> he was prepared for. He was whatever. super freestyle guy. Yeah, whatever was going to happen. And like, he, he would wear, he had have like, not, he had these nylon Diet Pepsi pants that he'd always wear. Like, it said <laughs> Diet Pepsi. Down. So he didn't, he just, he just got, in, he didn't know anything about anything. I think I can kind of picture 80s Dave and it seems yeah. awesome. So we kind of like, my crew would kind of make fun of him a little bit. And like, he wouldn't ride much when we were there. He was like super shy, you know, so he'd always sit around. And then we had a 7 Eleven kind of up the way, but on the way to 7 Eleven, you had to cross this little bridge and you could see down on the rink yeah. from there. So we would like, Go to Seven Eleven. When we were there, we Dave would start riding, and then he would be like working on tail whips at the time, and we're like, like tail whip jumps. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. Exactly. And then we'd come back, and he'd sit back down. And we're like, dude, what are you doing? And then like, he kind of like he was super shy, and took a while for him to get out of that. But was then, he riding the Kuhara? <laughs> he he wasn't on the ET Kuhara, man. I I wouldn't have been able to tell you what what kind of bike yeah, he was on at that bikes, time. Dude. Yeah. And he was, he was at the time, too, he was just breaking stuff like crazy. So he was like, every time you saw him, his bike was different. So, That's crazy. Yeah. So you guys wrote, I, I feel like Dave was probably, yeah, Dave's crazy. Um, so you guys just rode in Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, I know you guys eventually had an indoor in Winnipeg. Yeah. It's still there. It's still there. They don't let bikes anymore. That's really weird. It's Yeah, it's weird. Um, they... It's run by a, a church organization, right? Even, isn't that even weirder when they're like, you can't go? Right, right. Well, I, I think they think probably most of the kids that ride in the city, they're too far gone to, to be safe. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so they want to get those little the little kids and stuff. But I, it, it's changed hands so many times. I wouldn't yeah. know anybody involved with it or anything anymore. But um, Was that around when you guys were already riding? It started, yeah. It We had been riding. It opened after we were kind of... We were already doing stuff, you know, like we yeah. were we were going street riding downtown and doing that, and then we got wind of this place opening, and the original building was so tiny, but they crammed a bunch of shit in there, and uh, we would we were there every day. Like it, we had it was like a three and a half, maybe four four foot at best mini with spine, with an extension, but maybe sixteen couldn't even have been sixteen feet wide. And we rode that, and then they were really open. As we got better, we were like, we should, <coughs> we should change this, or we should, we want to build a street spine, or like. And they were always open to really like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So it was that was a cool aspect. And then they ended up moving in to a, a way bigger building, and that's the building you see in BMX Men. Yeah. With the so and then what's we, the place called? It was called the Edge. I think it's still called the yeah. Edge. Yeah. And so I think it's like the longest running indoor park in North America. That could, that could be. Yeah, could I think be. I saw a little thing on YouTube once right after we did that little. Yeah, I haven't been. Thing. I haven't been to the one that they run now. I I know they got some cement stuff in there. And it oh looks, wow, it looks pretty cool. But I've never been in the building or anything. So yeah, I don't. That mini ramp was fine. Looked fun back in the day. That was in in and that's what was awesome is when they got that building they they really took our input and I mean we were watching Bakos and all that stuff at the time and I'm like we're like this is. We're like, damn, this is it. Like, we yeah. need that ramp. And, like, they're like, sure, okay, whatever we want to do. And they let us get in there and they helped us build it, you know, build what we wanted. Was it a six? That was six foot, yeah. Six foot. And then uh, 
That's the you posted the video. I had a bunch of raw footage. Yeah, yeah, the raw footage there too. So you had the we had the transfer over the doorway. So it was kind of sub the sub box, but the sub box you could hit out of the mini ramp and transfer into the street course. It was actually a really cool spot. If you guys want to see that footage, some raw footage of him. I probably have some pictures I can give you to, yeah, yeah. to post up from there. And it's just on the Snake Bite YouTube. Just Google it with Jason's name. So, yeah, we were basically, we'd ride outside all summer, street ride. We had, we still had the outdoor ramps, which we'd ride. The winter came. We were in there, like, Halloween till end of April, yeah. mid-April. We were in there every single day. Because it gets how cold to get up by you guys. Yeah, negative. I mean, average, it's not... It, it gets minus 40, no problem. Fair so there's night. days it never gets above zero. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You, you'll you go months, but it doesn't go above zero. Oh, wow. Basically, like, when you hit... If you if there's no snow on the ground by Halloween, that's a good year. It'll start snowing early November, and it goes dips below zero. That's it till March. Wow. Your deep freeze. Roll deep freeze. Like, the snow's like... The snow's like dust, you know? Like it's just it's so cold and dry. That it's just snow. the powderiest, yeah. briskest... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How was, I mean, God, you guys are so lucky you had that, got that indoor. I mean, we would still, we would still, the odd street session, if it got up to like minus 15 or something like that, <laughs> dude, we'd bundle up and we'd go downtown and because everything's dry. Yeah. You know, so in all. Because it'd be sunny sometimes yeah, too, right? Yeah, it'd be sunny. So the sun out and everything gets clear, all the downtown gets cleared. So you got dry sidewalks, you got everything. We go street riding. We got ski masks on, you know, we're out, <laughs> we're out on our bike street riding. I got some pictures of Asado in the snow, like downtown street riding shit, all bundled up. You got the fucking mitts. You got you get your hockey gear on. Yeah, basically, yeah. That's so. crazy. So, who was was Asado? Like one of the only dudes that we kind of know from your guys' little crew. Who else came out of that scene? Yeah, Asado. Obviously, yeah, Asado's the big name. Yeah, and when it started happen, happening for him. I was just like, I'm not staying here without you, you know, like, yeah, I'm doing whatever it takes. Like, but I mean, there was, as far as Canadian names, there was a lot of dudes in the Canadian scene that people would yeah. know, but, but probably didn't when people wouldn't recognize, you know, Ken Paul came out there. He had a long, yeah. he did zines and he Helped did a lot of contests. Yeah. Chase stuff. magazine. He did a lot for Canadian BMX and John Stewart was the guy that I looked up to when I was a kid and like in the. Everyone that rode also raced, you know, so they're around the country racing, and, and everyone knew those guys' names at the time, too. But as far as, like, straight getting in the magazines and big-time name is Sato, for sure. Yeah. Um, How did, uh, when you guys lived in, in Winnipeg, I know it was when I first met you, was that, when you guys went to that Nelson contest, was that your big first big trip traveling, or did you We, had, we had gone to the West Coast once <clears throat> before already. You said uh, you went to Scrap once too, right? We went to Scrap a few times. Yeah, yeah. That, those are all different stories. We'll get into okay, that. Okay, okay. But I think when I was 16, I didn't even have a driver's license yet. And then we wanted to go to Vancouver because our friend Kevin Radowitz had moved out there. He's a little bit older guy in the scene. I think I've heard that. And name. we looked up and he had moved to Vancouver. And he's like, come out and stay with us, you know? And I'm like, dude, we got to go. I'm like, it just looked, <laughs> if you're Canadian, Vancouver is the Holy Land. That's, it's LA. That, that's the California, right? Yeah. They had. In, they had Sealand, and those are the cement. There was the cement there wasn't runs. cement parks at the time, but China Creek and Sealand were there, and we we're like, and Whistler was there. We're right? like, we're like, this is concrete. We couldn't believe it, you know. Yeah. So we're like, we got to go. And I, I somehow convinced my parents to to lend me the car, even though I didn't have a driver's license. What? I convinced them to lend me the car for my friends to drive because Dave Asado had a license, and 
my other friend Dave Hawthorne had a license and another guy Jeremy Enns, no relation. Yeah. Um, he did a zine and stuff too. So my parents, they, you know, I think we were gone two weeks. I don't even know how they lived without the car for two weeks, you know. And uh, we were like, it was a big orange, orange Caprice classic. You know, so this big ass car and four of us in the saddle. We didn't have a bike rack. The saddle welded up a bike rack that went on the trunk. And then these four bikes, the car came back destroyed. My parents were so pissed. The bike rack had just tore the trunk apart and everything. But uh, yeah, so we went out there and uh, we rode with Kevin. We went down to Seattle. We rode. Oh, wow. uh, I think we might have met Toast. We went to the jumps and maybe Green Green Lake. Green Lake, probably. Yeah. So we did some jumping and shit. And the we border were, was so easy to get through back then. Yeah, and that like that trip was one of the first trips where we it just we were like, wow. I'm like, we it's too big. We gotta go. We have to get There's out. There's stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. So we had done we had done a few trips. Me and Asado, his parents had drove us out to Medicine Hat one time as I was corresponding with a guy that did a zine as well, and he's like, come out. So Medicine Hat would have been about. I can't even remember now. It was a long drive. It was definitely over a 12-hour drive. Yeah. So Dave's parents drove us out, dropped dropped us at this guy's house who I'd never met before, and then they had a... The, his mom and his dad had a family vacation, you know, a little vacation yeah, yeah, yeah. without us, and then they picked us up in a couple of days. Was there we stuff to ride medicine? Yeah, at? they had, a, they had a, like a ramp with a, a mini ramp with a hip and stuff, so it was actually super... It was super fun. Yeah. It's crazy cool, and then, yeah... And then we did that trip to the West Coast, and then we came back, and then we are, That's crazy. we're in Winnipeg. And then it's crazy Nelson, you met Toast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of all people. And, so, and then, uh, yeah, Nelson, we heard Nelson contest, so we're like, dude, we got to go. Yeah, the first, was was there a Nelson before the 94 one? I wouldn't know. I 94 wouldn't know. was your first year, too? I, I couldn't even tell the year, but that, probably. That was the one that I was, met. Yeah, that's yeah. when Dave was on the Kuahara and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That would have been <clears> the first one. No, yeah. I think we might have did one before that, actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think we might have did one before that. Yeah, those and, those contests. You guys, I mean, I don't think most of the world or country even knows about the Nelson contest. But if you lived in, I think, Canada yeah. or the Pacific Northwest, yeah. there was a hot I time mean, in like the early 90s where these were the contests. Yeah, and we were, Winnipeg to Nelson was over a 24-hour drive. Straight, solid. Driving. Solid driving over 24 hours. And we're like, we're like there's a BMX contest. We have to go. Yeah. You know, so we like at the time I think I think it was my friend Brian Zilke. He was the only one with the car or his dad let him borrow the car and it was a pick two seater pickup and four of us went. Who went was you guys? Oh, fuck man. Me and Asado for sure, Brian Zilke. And then I can't I <clears throat> there was someone else. And okay. I feel bad not remembering that, but he's listening right now, yeah, like yeah. shaking his head like And uh, we we rode so we would switch off, two people two people in the front and two people in the the bed of the pickup. We just have hella sleeping bags and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, for twenty four hours, man. Like, <laughs> and like we didn't know we didn't have money for a hotel or anything. We'll just like we'll find somewhere to sleep when we get there, you know. And we we showered in the lake and like. So it was July. Was it July? Yeah. So it was in, pretty warm. I yeah, jumped in the lake. Summer too. in Nelson summer seems in, awesome. Summer in the Kootenays, I mean, amazing. So it wasn't it wasn't a hardship really at all. If you had a sleeping bag, you're you're doing good. But you're just like we have to go. Yeah, that that contest in '94. I mean, that, for me, that was like I just got out of high school and I quit my job to go to it. I was at the border and I worked at Wendy's and I just moved out of my house. I was 17, but I called Wendy's and told them my parents were getting a divorce <laughs> and I had to help my mom move her stuff out of the house. And I'm like, I don't know when I'll be back. And then we went across the border, and it was one of those things where I was like, you know, you're so because you'd see a couple things videos, but you didn't know what was going on around yeah, you. Yeah. 
And there were so many different types of styles at that contest. Oh, and I think Canada still, I'm sure there's places in the U.S. that are exactly the same. And I'm like, you can go back to Winnipeg now and there's like, there's dudes that ride that are into riding and they know about riding. And then there's dudes that don't know anything about riding, but they ride. Yeah. They'll be at the skate park. They don't know anything about bikes and if their bike works. They're good. just riding. And they're dude, we, <laughs> Jay did a qualifier for Metro Jam in Winnipeg, right? Mira. Uh, yeah. So it, they got they got some really good skate parks there and they have a really big one downtown. So Jay came to do this qualifier for Metro Jam and like, Jay wasn't really riding. I don't think he was riding too much at the time anymore, or maybe he was. But, you know, he, Jay had some crazy style sometimes, so he rolled up on the park, and then he was like, oh, you know, you mind if I take a ride on your bike? And then some guy's like, look at this fucking clown, you know? <laughs> thinks, thinks he's going to ride, you know? And it's fucking Jay Miron, you know? And I'm like, and the, the kids just didn't know who anybody was. or knew, Even if you said the name, they would be like, well, I don't, I don't get it, you know? But they're good at bike riding, which is crazy. But they're so far out there. They're just, yeah, they just don't, they're not into the... the the bike riding as like a community. It's a more of an activity to do rather than like immerse yourself. Yeah. Into. So. You guys hear grunting? It's just Jason's dog grunting. <laughs> she's she's trying to snuggle up. Um, let's talk about that Nelson contest because I feel like, I mean, for that era, like it kind of opened things up. I think for the whole Northwest, at least, yeah. you know. I feel like that connected like at least five crews yeah. at that time. And I met I met a lot of guys. Yeah, and we met. So we're in Winnipeg. Nelson's here. There's Saskatoon. There's Medicine Hat. There's Calgary. There's Edmonton. You go through all these places on the yeah. way to get there, and we didn't know a lot of people in those places. So we go to Nelson, and now we meet. We're meeting people, and we're like, "Oh, you live in it's Saskatoon? A whole chain You're of- only eight hours away from me." And then like we got a rent, you know. Darcy and Cecil. We had where the mini- was Darcy and Cecil from? They were in Saskatoon, and then they had the mini ramp in the backyard. So we're like, we got home from that. Oh, we got to go see what these guys got going on in yeah. Saskatoon, you know? So now we meet these guys. So did guys. you guys meet those guys at Nelson? Uh, it's a good chance. Okay. But, well, maybe not, because I had a friend, we had a friend from Winnipeg move to Saskatoon, and then he met those guys, and then he's like, you got to come up here. And I think that's what originally brought us there, and then we met all those guys. We met Andrew... I met Andrew Ferris and Nelson, and then we, you know, we we ended up living together in Vancouver and stuff. So it's like we met a lot of people there that still to this day. You hang out with, yeah, yeah. Because I remember that Nelson I went to. I met you and Asado, and Asado literally made me feel like bike riding was twenty years <laughs> ahead. Like this is ninety four, and he did a first trick in his run was a Canadian bar spin on yeah. eight foot quarter on an eighty seven Kuahara Bravo. Yeah. Like Bravo Pro modified, oh, super modified, <laughs> like extra plates for yeah, dropouts. He cut off the he cut off the stand the, the chainstay standers. Oh, he did, yeah, yeah. So he cut that off and welded an extra. Got had to be quarter thick at that time on his grind side, just just on one side too, you know. So it's like now he's got an extra two pounds just on the dropout there, you know, because he's tired of burning through those. He had extra plates up by his headset. Yeah, yeah, and bars had gussets on them. Slam and, bars with gussets yeah. so they wouldn't bend. Yeah, everything it broke, he'd just like, fuck it, you know, I can't, you, we didn't have money to buy stuff, so it was just like, to the bitter end, all that stuff was like. That bike was so insane, and yeah. he murdered, like, you were, you were murdering the mini ramp, I could barely peg grind, and I remember you guys doing like two half bar spins and stuff, <laughs> and I was like, what, people do this? Like, and then, I mean, who was all that, you? I mean, that was, a, yeah. There was you, Asado, 
Greg Axford, Cecil. Siggy was doing. Siggy was so dialed. I remember. I remember going there and being kind of in awe of Siggy because he was early he, pulling. If flares. we were kind of doing stuff, you know, we could tail it, but it would take a long time. You know, oh, this many tries and we could pull it, but then Siggy like every run, boom, whip the spine and do that, and you're like, how is he this consistent? You he know, was like, so. I don't think yeah. people know how dialed he yeah. was. Yeah, I went there and I remember he did a vert run because they had a little nine foot yeah. vert ramp. He did a flip fakie, and you never saw people pull it every time. Yeah. Every time yeah. he'd pull it, he did a flare. I have actually photos from that contest of him doing those that are, and then he would just he, he everything it was just dialed. Like he had a crazy, you know, he had like chest protector. Yeah, but it was like not the kind that you. It was just like oh, you see the guy's head when you had to get one, and you got maybe like the cheap version yeah, yeah. somehow like it almost looked like hockey pads but it was still like so it's like he had a wild thing you're just like who are these people you know and everyone's like everyone's good and, and not and not even that everyone would be good but people were doing different shit that Lots you were of like different stuff that you hadn't seen and that you've never even thought about doing and you're like whoa this is crazy like you guys were doing tech stuff he was doing vert stuff then you had simon barry and dom mock uh, just come in and do simon like Ripped his eyebrow ring out, yeah. trying to 720 the box, yeah. but he was going so high. Dom almost front flipped the box yeah. in 94. Then you had Chad Spooner and Sean Yarl yeah. come up. Everybody, I feel like everyone was so, the scenes were so disconnected that you just, you fed off each other. And then all of a sudden when you came together and Nelson, everyone was like, what the f- Everybody what, had every what is going had on? Styles, like, yeah. And you're like, you could be like, oh, that guy's from Kelowna. You know, he's, he's riding like that. That has to be like. He's been riding with Dom or Simon, and everyone, it's like every spot had a different different thing going on. Yeah. So it was like, and then you came together, and it's just blowing your mind whether something was better or not was wasn't the point. You're just like, whoa! Yeah. Why is this mind blowing on its own level for being completely different than what you're used to seeing? I remember I felt we felt like we we're like we're just like weird redneck kids up here with like Dave Tom and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it, and then you're in Canada. Now you can drink. You're 19. Oh, dude, close enough. Close enough that they might not question. Oh, you. every I mean, 16 year olds were in the bar. I remember yeah. I lost my mind because I mean I was only 17. I bought Subway twenty dollars, and they take American money. Like <laughs> yeah. they're like, no, we'll take that. Yeah, and we'll take it at par. Yeah, yeah. And then they gave me like twenty five dollars back Canadian, <laughs> and I got a sandwich, yeah. and I was like, what's going on? I just like stuck the money in my pocket and like walked out. <laughs> I remember I got outside. And I'm like. They messed up. Yeah. I got extra money. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after Nelson, I mean, you're still living in Winnipeg. Yeah. Uh, what kind of brought you guys? Well, let's do the scrap thing because you told me some of that scrap stuff yesterday and it was funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we had, been in, we had done another trip to scrap. And this is a crazy story. This is scrap skate park in Chicago. Scrap, yeah, uh, yeah. Which was iconic in the early yeah. 90s. And it was like, it was the Mecca at the time. Yeah. Like, you got to go to scrap. The Hoffman contest so we were insane. We were 12 hours. It was 12 hours south of us. So at that time, we're like, that's half the way to Nelson. That's nothing. Yeah. You know, so, but we had our ramps. I think this might have been the very first time we went. And this, we had our ramps, at, our ramps had now moved to a different hockey rink. Because they, whatever they were doing, they moved. So now we had the ramps on cement. We're getting better. We're like, damn, this is sweet. We're not covered in dust. We're not, don't have pebbles yeah, yeah. in our elbows and stuff. And then this guy came around and he's like, oh yeah, I'm from 
some religious organization. You know, I have a church and we're thinking about building some ramps. He starts talking to us. Nowadays, I mean, any grown man walks up to the skate park and starts talking to kids out of the blue. It's weird. Yeah. So he's talking to us and he's like, we're thinking about building ramps. Do you guys have any input? And we're like, oh, yeah, you know, build this, build that. And he's like, if you had to, you know, show somebody what a, 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 <coughs> a world-class, like, uh, venue looks like for a skate park. And we're like, scrap, Chicago. And he's like, well, could, could we go there? And we're like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, okay, like, you guys, you guys would go with me down there? And we're like... That's so creepy sounding <laughs> nowadays. We're like, we're like, yeah. So we how, was, old were, how old were you? We were like... Oh, man. I mean, you and Dave are like the same age. Six, this is like 15, 16. Yeah. Right? So we're... Yeah, maybe even 17. So yeah. We're, we're, Still a little creepy. It's definitely creepy. Absolutely creepy. And our parents are like, oh, he's, he's from a church? Yeah, of course. You can go with him. <laughs> You know, so we, I think there's... It's so weird because that's not even that long ago and it seems so insane nowadays. There's four or five of us and we got in his station wagon and like, we met, we all How met... How old was he? He, oh my God. I mean, at 17, you're like, he's, oh, he's probably 40, but he might've been late thirties, maybe, maybe 40. Yeah. Right. So we meet up, our parents, all our parents drop us off at Little Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> and we get in the car with this guy. We all had to have notes from our parents across the border. Yeah, you know, so they probably got, didn't even look at yeah, the notes. No, I don't even think they did. And then, <laughs> and then we went down, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna stay at my friend's house for the first night." And we, he's got a basement. You guys yeah, can stay. We stayed at these people's houses, and then we went to scrap, and we shredded. And we're like, whatever got us there, we're like, fuck yeah, we'll. we'll was deal scrap with as sick as you thought it yeah, was gonna be? Yeah, scrap is like it was. It was the setup that you saw from the first concert. Vert wall, you know? mini ramp. We had never rode a vert wall. We had never. We were just like, holy shit! One of our buddies. That came with us was we got there we were we had been in the car forever we never hit a vert wall he hit the vert wall he just wanted to hit the box so he's like he went to turn around on the vert ramp died did he do the pop out yeah oh so I'm like you never ridden one before you don't know that you're like I'll just air it like a motorbike and he came all the way out his weekend was over (laughs) instantly so bummed but but yeah that's leading up to the story we got there and there was a couple locals. You know? They had rad locals. Yeah, yeah, and they had locals, but well, like locals that had names. Standard dudes. You standard dudes, yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I I mean, now that we said that, I feel like I should be more specific in who it was because I don't want people... I'll just say it like... It's yeah, like, yeah, it's well, yeah, it doesn't matter, yeah. it doesn't matter. So we rolled up, and it was Mark Murphy was there. Who's sick as fuck. Super sick, and we had seen him in videos, so we were like... Mark Murphy, I sweated Mark Murphy. You know, and we're, we were just, we were buzzing because we're here, and like, I could see how it could be taken the wrong way now. Where like there's just like, but Asado was just amped. He's like, "Fuck yeah!" He's like, he had never flipped a box. He's like, "I have to flip the box." He learned flips on the spine. He had never over flipped. his spine. He learned yeah. flips over his yeah. spine. Yeah. So he's like, because we didn't have a box, which truck. is so much gnarly. <laughs> and it was it was in the first version of the edge. They didn't have room for a box, so we made a street spine, and he had to he had to start in the bathroom. Turn his bars to get through the door of the bathroom and like two crazy and flip the spine. Oh my god! That's how he learned. So we got her. He's like flip the box and like he seven the box. He flipped the box. He's so, so good at seven. Yeah, so, so he, good at seven. We're just we're just pumped to be there. So we're just running through every trick we can do. We're running through. Was he know? on the Kuhara? He, I think he he might have been on a mongoose the hooligan at that time. Okay, so he had a normal bike. Yeah. So we're just running through tricks and like it kind of Mark kind of got pissed off, you know, like just fucking shows up and. You know, you could see how they'd be taken the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, you guys, like, you we guys, were just young kids and we were so pumped and, like, 
Yeah, it was a crazy scene. And then we found out later that he was pissed. And then you feel shitty because we're like, we knew who the dudes were. And we're just trying to relate to him on a bike ride. Well, the thing when you come from areas where there's not people. Yeah. You, in your head, picture them being a thousand times better than they are. Right, right. So sometimes when you're not around them, you, like, you're saying stuff with Dave, you push yourself so much harder. that when you get there, people are like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? That that was basically, I think, the, you know... Who are you trying to show off to? And we're yeah. Like, we're like, dude, it's... You're like, we're part of this. Yeah, we're yeah, here. We're in it. We're here. Like, and then we're like, yeah, like I said, you gravitate like, oh, I know how to ride main spine. So you're like, oh, I'll go run through every move I know how to do there. Yeah. And then I'll move to this obstacle. And like, so I, I could see it. But whatever. It was all fun and, and good intentions. So. I, I always wanted to ride that place. It seemed epic oh back then. Oh, my God. It was so good. <clears throat> we ended up there. I went to the BS. I think the first BS... But I didn't ride it. I was so intimidated at that time. That was like, not. That was a yeah. heavy. Contest. And it was just like, it, yeah, heavy. She was going down. And That's what like, the Colin did the transfers yep, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so heavy. it was just. I wouldn't even. You know, I had never ridden a vert wall. I'm like, I could probably jump the box and do stuff, but I'm like, I don't want to embarrass myself trying to get to it. You know what I mean? So. What were you kind of good at back then? Mini ramp or mostly mini ramp? Yeah, we had a jump box and stuff. So I jump a little bit. Jumping was never really. The, my strongest aspect, but I mean, I could do a few things, but yeah, mini ramp, mostly mini ramp tech stuff, because I mean, we'd just be indoor all winter, tick, yeah, yeah. tick-tack in a way, you know. Tick, tick, what tick, bike tick, were you tick. riding when you went to scrap? <sighs> I feel like I would have been uh, probably on, on my home, my homes are a dirt, I had a chrome dirt bike after Sick. that, so it would have been one of those. I always like knowing when people, what bikes people had yeah. in certain eras, just because it paints the picture yeah. a little better. Because I went to the I don't know what year it would have been, but maybe the same year, the Lake Owen BS. Yeah. And I was on the Yellow Homes at that time. Did you enter that one? No. No, we didn't enter. <laughs> Again, this was another situation, too, where I didn't have a driver's license yet, and we didn't. We wanted to go so bad. My mom ended up renting a car for my friend that had a driver's license. I was, I think I was only 15, maybe, you know, so I didn't, and he was maybe 17, so he had a license. My mom rented him a car, which was a huge ordeal. Now renting a car, you just, oh, give them a credit card and you're done. But she had to write notes across the border, and we had this rental car, and we went down. We didn't have any money. We drove down to Lake Owen, slept in the car for three days, and we're just in awe. That's when the standard guy, they had the they showed up at the first standard at that contest. Oh, wow. And we were just like, well, I was on the yellow. I'm like, I need that. I was on the yellow homes, and I think I went through another homes and a dirt bike, and then I'm like, I have to have one of those standards. They looked know? insane. I remember my buddy was, Frank yeah. got one, and I was like, yeah. You were just like, holy shit. Yeah. And I remember I had a few dollars for something and Big Island was selling DX pedals. He had a couple boxes of DX and I was just like, I bought a red pair. How, pre- much? How much? Dude, I can't even remember. It would have been, it would have been pennies. You know, the fact that I had enough money to buy it means they were like dirt cheap. So, and I was just like, okay, we're going to be home tomorrow. I could probably make it without eating if I buy these pedals, you know? So I bought them. I had those things. They were on so many bikes of mine. That's crazy. So you guys are doing all that stuff. You're kind of, I mean, I feel like when you're Canada, especially at that time, you know, you're like, it's only natural if you're into that stuff that you do end up trying to move to Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. That would be, yeah, that's... Because they're skate I think even when you're not riding bikes, your ultimate goal in Canada is to get to what's, Vancouver. What's the indoor skate ranch? Which one? In Vancouver. The Richmond Richmond Skate Ranch? Yeah. yeah. Was that there when you guys started going? We rode, yeah, on that trip. On that trip I talked about where my parents lent the car. We yeah. rode that. And, like, that's... We had never really... 
I mean, we were used to our indoor, but that one was set up different with hips and things were connected. And we were it just like, crazy. whoa, you know, super cool. Yeah, we rode that there. And then I think we went to Saskatoon and Darcy and Cecil had a contest and we went for that and Dave killed it. And I think they were just <coughs> kind of starting basic at that time. And then they talked to Dave about getting on basic and then they moved their operation to Vancouver and then Dave's like, oh, I should go. And then he was going to move there for a few months, like for the summer or something. I'm like, I'm going like, I, whatever I got to do, I'm going like, yeah. So I like worked. I was washing dishes at the time. I just saved every penny and I'm like, I'm going with you. Now it took me three or four trips before I became permanent. I'd run out of money and I couldn't get a job. And I'm like, oh, I got to go back home. And man, as soon as I got home and I talked to them and they're riding, oh, we went and rode this. I'm like. I'm back home just like tearing my face off. I'm like, I got to get back out there, man. I got to get back to Vancouver. And then you just, did you, you guys all ended up with a house out there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, because we, we all originally, Dave moved into the basic house. I moved into the basic house. What part of Vancouver that, was that? That was in Coquitlam. Okay. So it was, we were in the same general area for almost the whole time with 10, when, when 10 pack started and all yeah. that. That was in Port Coquitlam. So that was just one, you know, few miles away. It's one town over, but. Um, yeah, that's when I'm like, I'm going, you know, I have to go. Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of right when basic was starting to yeah, gather get, steam, get, get momentum and stuff. And I wasn't on, I wasn't hooked up or anything at the time. And then it was moving out there and riding with all those guys where that would progress. Yeah. Cause the that. basic guys then would have been like Darcy yeah. Cecil. I think they might've, even when they might've been hooking me up with a little bit of stuff, but not like. Because I, I still, I have memories of being back in Winnipeg and getting some stuff and Dave being gone already over there. And that, that's probably when I was trying to make it happen. And you put some silencers on your homes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I, I was, I still had the standard. Oh, okay. So yeah, I bought yeah, yeah. the standard and then I had, ba I had took the stick, put basic stickers on it and I had the silencer, you know. So it was basically. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. And I had the, I still had the strip bars. I had the full, I had the full standard kit at yeah, that yeah. time. Like. So uh, I yeah. lo I loved hand grenade pegs. And then for me, but, the the having the standard was perfect because I'm like, I just switched the stickers and now I was on basic. I didn't have to get a new bike or anything, you know. It was Darcy's a, like sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, well, you already got the bike, so we don't need to give you one of those. And I was like, I was just this pumped to get get some whatever they gave me at the time, you know. So, yeah. Were you guys? Yeah, I'm trying to think like around that that time. I mean, I know. I bump into you guys and stuff, and I mean, is, that's kind of, when did the magazine start kind of noticing that little scene you guys had up there? Like, we still got us to a few contests. We went to Providence B three. I think that was the first B one of the first B three when it changed to B three or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got us all up to that, and that's when I got I got my first picture in the magazine well, at that contest. What were you doing? I had a picture in plus from that contest. I was icing. Ice pick grinding the rail across the fun box. Okay. And I had full face helmet. I had all the oh, gear. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember. had all the gears. So, and then I got a picture and ride doing a one-foot table on a quarter pipe. Nice. So, yeah, that's kind of – and then – but I, I think I think ride had did the road trip down to Vancouver – or up to Vancouver. Or they did the Seattle-Vancouver yeah, thing. Yeah, when Taj was on that trip. Oh, yeah, the one yeah, where so they came up to that. And I think that's kind of when that area was kind of game recognized as a, Cause, as a scene. Because Axford had a photo in that. Yeah. Did you get a photo in that no, one? No, I was still in Winnipeg at that time. I was pissed. I didn't, all yeah. my friends got photos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brad McDonald yeah. shot a bunch of photos of me at the trails. But that's, that's when it started getting tangible for me too. And I'm like, 
I know these guys, you know, and they're in the magazine. I'm like, <coughs> I'm like this can happen. It was you probably know? crazy seeing Siggity on the yeah. cover. Oh yeah, yeah. And but that like it made it made everything real to us. I'm like, oh yeah, like we can. This. I mean, out of everything, Siggity was probably the first one the big sponsor, wasn't it? Oh yeah, he? yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, excluding Jay, obviously. Yeah, but uh, but did you guys know Jay back in Winnipeg? And Jay stuff? was always like, we obviously knew the name. And Jay was from Thunder Bay, so he would have been about 12 hours east of Winnipeg where I was. And we would have, they would throw a contest every year called the Crusher in Winnipeg. And we'd be allowed to move the ramps up from the gravel up to the cement tennis courts. Yeah. So we took that over for the weekend. And then there would always be rumors that Jay Miron was coming, you know, and we're like, fuck, we don't want to see Because Jay was the, I mean, he, he'd blown up like five yeah. years earlier. Yeah. So, but yeah, and he was still, I think he was still like. He wasn't as big. He wasn't like huge yet, but he was like the guy from Canada doing it. So everyone knew yeah. his name. And uh, there would always be rumors that he was coming and stuff, but I, I never got to see him at the Crusher. But And he moved out to Vancouver fairly early. He, he, I don't, I think he went down south before he went to Vancouver. Really? I thought he was in like Vancouver in like 89 or something. I don't know if he was living. I, I didn't yeah. know him enough to know if he was actually living there. He was definitely on the scene there. He had the photos from the Richmond Skate Ranch during yeah. the decade air on the Hutch Trickstar. Um, yeah, so he was definitely there. I don't know if he was living there or what the deal. I was too young to, to know what was going on with all that at that time. But, um, yeah, Sigidi was the guy, like the first, like Hoffman bikes. We were like, yeah. oh, damn, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's going for it. Growling. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you got the basic stuff going on. I guess, right, I, I mean... Maybe some of the first stuff people really saw of you in videos was maybe like the infection videos. Yeah, infection. So a few of those are probably a lot of some of those clips. And the Canadian videos? Yeah. Canadians, I was living there at the time. Infection was probably one of those times where we'd come out for a month or something and go back to Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, the, around the Canadians 3 era, that's when we were we were living there. Like, well, I'm like, we were... Those we are were, almost like a basic video to wear. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Essentially it was. It, it was a scene video, but like everyone was involved yeah on some level with basic Canadians 3 did they have parts or was it mixed it was just always mixed it, you would, he would jumble it up as like someone might have 10 clips in a row but then also have t 10 20 more clips now, thrown into the mix was so. that I'm going to say his name wrong was that Francis Dubois who was no Yannick did Yannick, oh Yannick Yannick, Yannick Dubois Yannick did Beer Sex and BMX and High Rollers yeah Jason Brown was Canadians okay he did Canadians A no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jason Brown did the Canadian yeah. video. Okay. Yeah. And Jason, is he Vancouver? He, yeah, all those years that I lived there, he yeah, lived yeah. There. I don't know if he was originally from there, but uh, yeah, he, he was, he lived there as, the whole time I was there. He yeah. Was, yeah, because I think that's some, like, if you weren't yeah. from the Northwest or, or yeah. Pacific Northwest or, you know, yeah. West Coast of Canada, Probably that's where people started first seeing you and Asato mm -hmm. as the Canadians yeah. videos and the infection videos, yeah. you know? And that's when Paul, that the Canadians era was when Paul moved out. He was like... Paul Buchanan. Yeah, he was way East Coast. He was like... He was St. Catharines or something. Yeah, he was way... Yeah, he was right by... So he was... They were, Kink was hooking him up kind of as parts and stuff. Yeah. And then he got on basic and he ended up... He moved into the basic house too when we were all living there. Wow. So that was like... That was a crazy era. Dude, there's like, so many heads yeah, like... Yeah, and in like... I don't even feel like anyone had intentions of trying to quote unquote make it at the time. It was just like you got to Vancouver because there was dudes to ride with and stuff to ride. What parks were going to Vancouver then that you're riding? We were, I think, 
Surrey might have been brand new at Bear Creek. Oh, Bear Creek. The, so, the but tube it, jump boxes and stuff? Yeah, but it, there wasn't even really some... Uh, White Rock was brand new right at that time, too. Oh, White Rock's the, that young? The, the bowl was, had always been there, but the, 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 other the stuff. add-on. Okay. And, like, there is crazy skate hate there. In which at you, White Rock? Yeah, when you look <laughs> at it now, because it's all just asphalt and stuff, you know? Like, you couldn't even imagine anyone even giving a, giving a shit about that park. But So those were just starting to pop up. Sealand was around and Griffin and all those, but that... That was just fun rolling around. We were riding a lot of street at the time. Few people had... Street was good. And yeah, good and I mean, we were going down to Blaine, Washington, <clears throat> riding Jarek's house, riding Andrew's house. Yeah. And I mean, Andrew changed his setup so many times. There was a lot of cool... Those were full skate parts. Yeah, like, if so, you guys... Yeah, Andrew's was a full skate park. So, Andrew Reiser and Jarek Naslin lived right across the border in Blaine. And if you watch, like, Schwinn, American Muscle, or the infection videos, you're going to see these epic outdoor yeah. ramps that are, like, way too epic for the time. Yeah. And that's their house. They were just yeah. the most insane backyard ramps probably in the world at yeah, the time. at the time. Yeah, I mean, gosh, Andrew's ramp. I remember that's the first awesome. time I went there, it didn't even seem real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, whoa, what the hell? Yeah, it was like, so much stuff. Yeah, and he always had something going on somewhere that was like, Some you know, weird. you had the main mini with the spine and the hips off that and stuff. But he always had something brewing that you're like, you go, you're like, what is this? And the Blaine you know? guys at that time were starting to be good. There yeah, was like, yeah. Andrew Reiser, Jarek Naslin, Matt Puro, yeah, Rich Hirsch. That whole scene was coming And they up. were all like mini ramp champs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. And uh, yeah, that was like, everyone, everything was, but as far as like, we didn't really have, we were just riding a lot of street and we didn't have cars, so we were just pedaling wherever we could pedal from the house. Was the trains going up then? You couldn't take your bike on the train yet and we the train didn't go to, to Coquitlam yet at oh, that wow. time, so we were kind of stranded. We'd have to wait. You know, if Greg got off work, we'd get in the truck with Greg and go ride whatever. Or yeah. Do, you know, see, or even Jason would always drive you around because he always wanted to film stuff too. So whoever was around that car, we'd go wherever they're going. Who cares? Like, yeah. We'll ride, we'll ride whatever. And you guys started going some contests and stuff then. Yeah. yeah so, it, yeah, basic, we were going, went to a few B3s. Cecil brought, took us to the Worlds in Amsterdam that year. Really? I didn't... crazy. Yeah, we went, to, we went to Amsterdam for the Worlds, then we came back, we flew back to the East Coast of Canada, rented a car, and drove down to New York B3, Riverside. Oh, I do remember that So contest. we did that, we did it, we hit that stretch, and we rode those comps, and that, like, Providence, like, I turned pro in Providence, actually. I remember the props with you yeah. having some clips. So I rode amateur in Providence, but I just wanted to ride more. So I'm like, I'll turn pro too, just so I can ride again, you know? And uh, so I did that, and then I had to ride pro at Riverside, and that's where I started. I did good there. I qualified, and I, I qualified for, I think I qualified for X Games at that one, or, oh, wow. or at Virginia. So that would have been 98, because I rode 98 X Games. That was the year yeah. I, I qualified. That was to the make, year I saw you at, yeah. at McKinney's house. Yeah. yeah, so that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my first trip to California. It would have been 98. And I was on kink at that time. So in between those contests, this is probably when all the basic stuff kind of fell out. I mean, we won't, don't have to get into any of that. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so then I had gone, I would moved back to Winnipeg, and then I came back time. And that's when all the basic stuff kind of fell apart. I was in Winnipeg. I mean, with the basic stuff, it was just basically, you had a bunch of teenagers it's, running it, a company. It's just bad business. Exactly, yeah, right? I mean, so, it's not like, some, it's just... 
Everybody's yeah. really young. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And the company so, just kind of couldn't sustain so, itself. So I had gone back to Winnipeg <laughs> for a few months to, to work and live with my parents and save up some money. And that all kind of happened at that time. And I remember Sato calling me. He's like, shit's crazy. Everyone's moving out of the house. Damn. And he's like, he's like we're going to get another house. If you're moving back, we'll... And I'm like, yeah, I'm moving. Whatever you guys are doing, I'm in. And uh, so they got the house in Poco, and that's when Jay did the 10-pack, and then we... we and, then, and Dave got on Schwinn. Yeah. Dave would have been on Schwinn before that already at that point. Oh, he would have been, because he was just writing basic yeah, stuff yeah, on Schwinn. Yeah. Like, basic was like a co-sponsor kind yeah, of. Yeah, he was... I mean, Schwinn offered him a deal that even... Dude. Even basic is like, dude, this is the opportunity to... to yeah, dude. To see the world. So I, there, I, there was never any bad blood with those guys about that, but... And then you were kind of just sponsorless there for a minute yeah yeah and i mean i, I was on basic they got me to contests and stuff a few times i didn't they it's didn't your, pay, it's your they didn't pay me or anything like that so, <laughs> yeah so i'm still working and stuff and then yeah i'm back in winnipeg that happened and then so they got the new house in poco and then i moved back i think in mm -hmm. january or february and then i was permanent i got a job where you work i was working at boston pizza doing prep cook nice but it was perfect because i'd get up i'd get up early Get to work. I was off by three. I'd usually come home, sleep an hour or two, and then we'd ride the ramp till we'd ride the big, the you know, the mini, the the, the iconic setup that everyone remembers. Jay yeah. just did insane shit on, and uh, so we'd ride that till nine or ten, and then we'd go out and party. We'd party. Go down to Gastown I, and get loose. No, no, we'd party Poco most okay. most of the time. So, but then I was the only only one working, right? So everyone's like, get I'd paid. have to be up early. Yeah, so I'm like, we'd party till two. I'd usually had to I'd to be at work by seven, so I'd go home, sleep a few hours, get back to work, come home, catch my nap on that before the session, and then just every day we just do that for did that for far too long. How how did the whole kink thing come come along? Uh well yeah, basically wasn't I was on basic thing fell apart, so I was just like okay whatever that's that, and uh, I was talking to Troy. I was gonna ride a war pig. Yeah. So I was kind of, I was just going to, just the bike. It wasn't anything, you know what I mean? They were going to hook me up with the bike. And uh, so I was super That'd pumped. That'd be so on, crazy. I was super pumped big. on that. And then in the meantime, Kink had contacted me and they hadn't, they, the frames weren't out yet, but they're like, we're doing a frame. Because those frames have been like kind of, you've been seeing photos and yeah, stuff of them yeah, for like yeah, but nine they weren't, months. Yeah. So Zach hit me up and he's like, you know, we'd, they wanted to put me on, and I was like, sure. Like, awesome, yeah. Did that help that Paul had gotten stuff in the past? Yeah, I think so. That probably helped as well. And uh, he made the connection anyway, or whatever. Whatever. I don't exactly know who put me in touch. or He definitely, they. I, I didn't seek them out, you know? Yeah, but yeah. I was like, at that time, anyone wanted to give you anything, take it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that happened. And then they did a lot for me. I never got a check or anything, but they got me around to a lot of places. You yeah. Know? Like, and... Uh, you know, they'd help out, like, he sent me on that one, I got on, and they, he made, <coughs> he made a schedule for me, like, they had me going to, you're going to go to France for this contest, and then you're going to England for Bike 99, or Bike oh, 98. Oh, the Bike 99? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, those are those such are, good yeah. contests. You know, I'm like, I was just like, hell yeah, so I'm like, I went to Interbike. Were you there when Zach Sprinkle was there? Yeah, I think that, no, that might have been the year before, mm. maybe the year after. But I mean, they were so epic, Joe. It was like it was the they were lucky, so epic. Lucky was there, and everyone, everyone was Jerry Galley. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like you're just riding. It's just fun, you know, just a jam. So, and they had me. I was gone three months. Wow, straight three months straight. You were living they, it. Yeah. So they, 
Yeah, he's like, he he's scheduled, and then he's like, then Marco from Prop's going to pick you up from this when you come back from Europe, and then you're going to sit there. He's going to look after you for six days, and then Road Fools is going to start from there. And, like, all that. Road Fools was before. The Road Fools 3. Kink got me on Road Fools 3. Okay. So I got on, and then he's like, you're going to go do this trip with Prop. And obviously, I'd seen Road Fools here, so like, holy Yeah, that's shit. crazy. Like, you know, and it's like, if they called me the silent shredder just because I was just like, so nervous. I'm like, I don't want to say anything stupid around anybody or anything. So I'm like, I'm like, if you don't say anything, you can't say anything stupid, right? <laughs> so, That's crazy. So I was just like, shut your mouth and listen and just ride. And uh, yeah, and then I got, I, timeline is blurry. You know, it was a long time well, ago. Well, that stuff comes at you so it was, fast. It was, when it was I a get... long time ago. That Road Fools 3 might have been involved in this this three month, but I mean, my work, Boston Pizza was so cool. My boss, she's like, okay, hey, you need, I'm like, I need like three months off. She's like, all right, when you're back, cause she knows, like she knew what I was into and stuff. Yeah. She's like, when you come back, your job's here, you know? And then on that trip, I hit a whole bunch of the, the Hoffman series. That was the, the exit ball ride. That was like Richmond. I think that was all on that, yeah. that three month span. And I think it was at Richmond contest. Mike Ardeline gave me, He's like, I talked to Brian Castillo. He wants to talk to you. Oh, wow. You know? So then I was like, holy shit. All right. And I remember like I got on a payphone, had to dial. Payphone. You know? And then like he's like, yeah, we want, you know, we want to do something with you and stuff. And then I was like, not that kink was, I was, you know, it was, I'm traveling, I'm doing it. It's awesome. And I talked to Zach and he's like, they're making you an offer that, I mean, you have to take it. You know, I can't do that for you. Yeah. So I'm like, that, and then, you know, that's. And from that trip, I went. I, I'm like Brian flew me out from from my king, from my king trip to California. Yeah. So I'd heard it. The trip ended with Road Fools Four, so that was supposed to be a kink thing. Yeah. I was still on kink. It was not. It wasn't supposed to be a kink thing. I was already on Road Fools Four. I was on the kink. I'm doing all these things. Richmond happens. I go from there. I think I stay with Bennett in Erie for. Two weeks or something. It was oh, that would have been just wild. insane times, you know. And the volume came while I was staying with Bennett and Erie, and then we went. Well, see, he was on S and M though, right? He was on S and M, and we yeah. And I mean, it was volume. I know this. Con- the, the, there's some conspiracies about what happened with that. Maybe that. I don't I know. Really heard I don't know anything about it. I honestly don't know anything about it. But um, I got the hellion when I was staying with Bennett, and I remember being. The the kink the original kink empire was pretty rough. It was a pretty rough, <laughs> pretty rough frame. No offense, no offense to Zach or anything. It was pretty rough. And man, when I pulled that hellion out of the box, I was just like, yes, yeah. yeah I'm like, so, I was so pumped. Yeah. And then we did Road Fools Four, and then after Road Fools Four, I went out to California, and then we shot some ads with Brian, and kind of started the idea of the dis- dis- destroyer at the time. So. What was, uh, when you were doing all the contests, what's kind of like the best you did in a contest? I was always... Because you were hot on the contest scene for like yeah, four years, I'd right? always fall. I would always fall apart. I was never a good... I'd always just fall on dumb shit, and then I'd get flustered, and like... But that year at X, the, at 98X, I, I was like, I did the, good. The my first, Yeah, my first run was good, and I was like sitting in top 10, and I was like saving like, okay, second run, I get the good run under the belt, second run's going to be like... We're gonna fit. I felt good. Course was good, and I had, I before I left for San Diego, I broke my profile cranks. 
And I'm like, Dave, I need you to fix these. Because he was going to do something before X, and we are going to meet up yeah. at X. So they'd always let me stay in the Schwinn room. You were just going to have Dave weld them? He did. He did weld them. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good to go for X, right? And uh, so <laughs> they have this setup similar to this thing I used to ride in Winnipeg where, where the top of the sub was that connected the mini. And there's a wedge. So I'm like, I'm going to three off this drop into the quarter pipe. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to start my second run like that. And I'm like, so I threw it off it. As soon as I landed, my crank snap. And you know when it leaves the two. Oh, did you just tear your yeah, leg open? It took me all the way. It took it uh, all the way down. And it was like. It was, threw a shin pad? I didn't have shin pad. Okay. On. I wore, wore everything but shin pad. I had knee pads that were like full face helmet, outfit, everything but no shin pad. Pro designs that came yeah, all the pro, way. Pro design was basically a shin pad. So I figured I was good. And that was the first trick of my second run. And I, I finished my run, but yeah, I was just like, my leg was just like. Whoosh. Imagine if a dude is in X Games right now, <laughs> and he's riding broken cranks and rewelded. I mean, imagine one of those dudes just even, cons- like how far it's came. Imagine if you're like, oh. And I, I remember Dave going like, he was welding him. He's like, I shouldn't be doing this for you. He's like, when that happened, he was just like. But I'm like, in his defense, I mean, I landed so hard flat. Any cranks might have waited. Well, dude, time, so. I destroyed so many, so many cranks back in the yeah. day. Like they just would go. Yeah, that was just a standard thing. It wasn't out of the ordinary. So, so you when uh, you were we talked about nowhere fast earlier. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, that's one of the most iconic videos ever. How did you end up in that video? Because it seems like with all the writers, yeah. you know, like I always feel like there's like you and Ralph. Yeah. Are kind of like the square yeah. pegs in the round holes yeah, on that yeah, video. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I think his situation was similar to mine with how it how it played out for Nora Fast, but I mean, if we had sit down and hammer the timeline would be hard, but I'd gotten on Kink and Greg Walsh was now he who was also still working at Kink at the time. Yeah. So me and Greg had a pretty good relationship. I had been to, to Rochester a few times for different things. And uh so he was now living in Long Beach working at Tip. I got on kink and he's like, you got to come out here and you know, we'll do a kink video. <coughs> like, so that kind of how that played out. Peric's going to film. He's going to give me the footage for a kink video. Zach, you know, pass the footage on to Zach and then they're going to make this video. And uh, that's basically how it happened. That was my, that was, X Games was my first trip to California. And then the, the some of the, for the clips in Nora Fast was my first trip to California just to ride. Yeah. You know, so, so completely different agendas you know so like the, i wanted the contest was cool and you see california it's cool but you wanted to go street riding yeah yeah and yeah see, and see the shit you, you know? wanted to go to a schoolyard so, yeah yeah it, exactly and you're just like wow this is real like so yeah they flew me out we were gonna i met up with Peric, rode just drove around with him and filmed Did stuff that feel crazy filming with Peric? yeah you're just like it's just overwhelming so you're just like don't say anything stupid just yeah. keep your mouth shut ride you know, and that's basically what it was. And then, so that all originally was going to be some kink footage. And uh, then, you know, I got on volume and then we we filmed some more clips after I was all right. I went back maybe once or twice for random volume stuff that I, we, it wasn't for Nowhere Fast, but we would hook up with Peric and film yeah. for the video. So I remember Ralph was kind of. Was Ralph out there when you were out there? He, I don't think it was at the same time, but it was just kind of a situation where Peric's like, oh, I heard this dude. No one really known his name too much at that point. Yeah. So he just went, he's like, I heard he did some crazy shit at UCI. I got to go film it, you know? Yeah. And that's when he 
broke his femur. Broke, broke his femur, but he he stayed a few more days and filmed Phil stuff with a broken because femur. he's like he's like it's Dave Parrick. Dude, like, yeah, and Ralph gets so shred bone. Ralph's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, so yeah, that's kind of how Nowhere Fast played out. It was never, it was never like come film this for Nowhere Fast. Yeah, you know. And then I remember Nowhere Fast came out, and I got a random. I still have the card. It was a random Christmas card. It was from Dave Parrick, and it just had like some some a weird. A, it looked like a picture you would get if you bought a picture frame. I was just yeah. a, guy, a guy with a mustache. <laughs> that was the Christmas card. It just said Merry Christmas. And then he wrote, like, thanks for busting apps for Nora Fast. And there was an American $100 bill in there. Oh, wow. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, damn. I, I got the card still. I, That's I mean, awesome. It would have been cool to keep the 100 but <laughs> Did you, when you went out filming for Nowhere Fast, was anybody else that was filming for the video out riding with you guys? I, honestly, most of the times we went out, it was just me and Parrot. Oh, crazy. Yeah. And, uh, I just wonder if you saw like any yeah. like the you know Dave Young clips no, or you know no I didn't I never even <clears> met Dave Young at that time like Norfast came out I never even met him yet I don't think I met because you guys were on Kink at different times yeah right? yeah and I don't even I don't think I met him till he was out of bike riding already yeah we were riding around L A randomly at a spot and some dude just rode by and yelled from his car and he turned around it was Dave Young that's crazy. and I think that's the first time I physically met him and like he had been out of the scene for quite he's a while. such an enigma yeah yeah, yeah so um, nowhere fast yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember we'd go down to San Diego and then we'd see like Ken we went and rode the park uh, the YMCA with the, the, with the steel ramps. Yeah, what was it, Encinitas yeah. or something? Yeah, and you know, we'd, and we'd hang out after, and you know, is that around when you met Yarl? I met Yarl originally in Nelson. Oh yeah, I, duh, know, duh, duh, I don't know. I, I don't there. even know if I hung out with him when we went down to California. Really? Because yeah. he would see me at keys at that yeah. park all the time. Yeah. Oh God, you were driving. We're staying in Orange County, and there was no park, so the Encinitas day you drive the two hours to San Diego to ride that and then the next day Ventura so you're two hours up to ride yeah. Ventura and you're like there was barely any parks around there was a cement park no way bikes were allowed you know yeah and they were that's when they were actually staffed and they physically kick you out but um, so you're yeah. just riding the street yeah that was a crazy time like just California like whoa yeah that California time right then was I mean yeah. everybody seemed like they yeah. were out there you know yeah. um I'm trying to think something here. Well, here's a good, kind of good topic. I mean, especially like I think when people think of like the recent years, they always picture you and Rooftop, yeah, cruising around and yeah. stuff. How did you meet Mike? How how did you guys become friends? I met Mike. It was on the same trip that I filmed for Nowhere Fast with Perrick. Perrick had something to do. I rode Vans one night. The original Vans in Orange County. Um. We went and rode there. Rooftop was there. Yeah. And we were just riding and we kind of hit it off. And uh, he's like, okay, come stay with me, you know, come stay with me tonight. I was like, all right. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. And then he was just that, because I was on uh, Etnies Canada at the time. I okay. was still riding a kink, but I was on Etnies Canada. So he's like, yeah, stay with me and we'll, we'll go that to. That would have been a nice, that Etnies sponsorship back yeah. then would have been nice. Yeah. So, and, and this is how it kind of all played out. He's like, okay. He's like, yeah, stay with me tonight. We're riding, we're riding, we're riding all the weird vans. Used to have this corner where it had all these tight, yeah, like the tight against the I wall. I remember your clips. Yeah. So we were kind of all said we were sessioning that together, and I, and Mike's like, okay, you know, stay with me tonight, and uh, I'll take you to Soltag, and you can grab some stuff in the morning. And I, yeah, I made, wow. I made the exact same face you had just made. So I'm like, all right, 
And like the, the Canadian thing was awesome, but it was so limited what you could get and when you could get it. And You're like, I'm I want, trying to get some Vallelis. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like, I told him, like, yeah, I want to get some Vallelis. Like, okay, what color? And like, I left. That was the heyday where you would just leave, like, dude, I had so much stuff. And it was crazy. And then that, he got the gears turning to get me on direct, direct to the American program. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, I don't know who it was, but he ended up, the guy that ran the Canadian program, Garrett Louie, someone got in touch with him and said, okay, here's the deal. You know, we're going to, we're going to split some money. You're going to pay him some money. It was something like this. And then after these few months, he'll go direct paycheck from America and then you'll be done with them. You know? Oh, wow. And they're like, and he was, Garrett was pumped. He's like, I've never had a guy on the bike program go make it direct, you know? That's crazy. So, I mean, so, and then... That's going to be right when you guys start filming for Etty's video yeah. too, right? Yeah, it was. It would have been, yeah. Yeah, there was a brief moment in that time when this was happening that Duff's was going to be a brand sponsor for Volume. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're like, you're going to have to be on Duff's. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> like, there might have been a few eras where the Duff's shoes were okay, but the time that this was happening... That was not the era. The shoes were terrible, everything. And I'm like, dude, we were talking like a decent paycheck from Etnies at the time to, to start with, you know? So I, in, in Duff's, I'm like, if you can match what they're going to do or anything like that. And they're like, well, it's not really a, an individual program. It's like we give volume money to do stuff with you guys. And I'm like, well, I'm not into that, you know, whatever it was. But Did, was Brian, was he like cool with it? Or? I, it was... It was, everyone was kind of feeling their way through it at that yeah. time, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like a, it wasn't a hot spot or anything at all. It was just me trying to, everyone was trying to figure out how to get it done. Yeah. You know, and, and the Duff guys were cool as hell and like, you know, no offense to anybody else, but it just ended up being like, you know, we'll let, you know, it worked out for me because I just, I didn't want to do it. I'm like, look, they're offering me this. If you can't offer me that or even match it. You're like, I'm trying to, you're trying, I'm trying to eat. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm like, and I also want to be on Etnies at that yeah. time, you know? I so. mean, imagine if you, I mean, that your part in the Etnies video was iconic, <laughs> and if that didn't happen, yeah. it'd be crazy, yeah. you know? Yeah, so. I think that part, your Etnies part, made people want to go ride Vancouver, yeah. BC, because that, they were seeing all the parks and, like, some of the street, and yeah. they're like, what? We're filming, I was filming Criminal Mischief, and... That and forward oh, at the same time. Oh, you were, weren't you? So I, I kind of wanted, you know, I mean, it, it, I've never watched them side by side to reflect, but I was kind of trying to do, I'm like, okay, I'll do street stuff for this and park stuff for any. So they would be different. Yeah. At least somewhat different. You know, obviously I still have some park stuff in Criminal Mischief and then I have some street stuff in forward, but that was kind of my idea because I'm like, I don't want to make these videos are going to come out sort of. Somewhat. They were pretty close to this. It was maybe a year's there. I think just because it initially they would have come out at the same time. Forward just took so long to get finished. Did you feel any pressure for the for criminal mischief? Did you feel pressure filming for that video coming off how well received the first Little Devil video was? Not so much that. <clears throat> I felt I every time I heard something that Van had done, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like the shit I'm doing is not cutting it. I mean, you know, like, I mean, your your part in that's crazy. But too. It, it pushed me to do stuff that, you know, you did gap opposite rail on that, didn't you? I think I, yeah, I did. Because yeah, I, yeah. I remember, yeah, 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 I was, 
I could do opposite rails yeah. back then, which not very many people did. And I remember seeing your part, and I was just like, <laughs> threw the hands up. I was like, I can't do a gap opposite rail. This is insane. I was like blown away because yeah. I loved opposite yeah. stuff then. You know, it's not like nowadays where everybody's doing it. Like, yeah, it was true, like yeah. serious, like. And then, and then that, that's that's kind of was my mindset. It was like I could do the opposite rail, which I thought was cool. You know, and then like, oh, you know, we're we're on we're on the edge. But then I hear, oh, Van did Van did this or Van did that, and I'm like, well, that opposite rail, I'm not gonna cut. You got, I got a gap yeah, yeah, to opposite yeah. rail. Yeah, so it's like that. <clears throat> and not that I felt pressure, but more on myself because I'm like, I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to have the worst part. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So you're like, you know, like I, we always call it the bathroom breaks section at the premiere. You know, I don't want the bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like when the videos are so long, at some point you're gonna be the guy's name. You're like, oh, I'm gonna go piss. <laughs> I, I always think it's like the second. Se- I, I don't know where yours was. I can't remember, but like se- I, was, I was first. Your then, first sec. First sections are heavy. Yeah, and then but but Garrett Burns was second too. So oh, that's like, not that doesn't go with yeah, the normal yeah, rules. Yeah, because I always usually think second yeah. section is like yeah. the the tuck yeah. away. Yeah, not with that Garrett. That Garrett section yeah, was gnarly. Exactly. I mean, I think every section in that video. Every, was, everybody had a solid section. Yeah, because everyone did their everyone did their thing about as Absolutely. good as they could do yeah. it at that time. Yeah. yeah. What, God, you were just, you were kind of just rolling at that moment. Yeah, Etnies, that was, that was Little the year, Devil. yeah. Those few spans, 2003 was probably my peak of like exposure and everything. And then not that it trailed off after that, but that was like, that was like all the covers of the mag that year, 2003. That was the dig interview. That was the ride cover, ride Trans World cover. Wow. That was all kind of in that same that same span. How did you end up getting on Little Devil? How did you meet like Derek and those guys? I I just called I cold called them. Wow. Yeah, because I was like I was just into their stuff, you know, and Sigity was on at the time. Well Rich got was yeah. on for a minute and you Yeah. So I think I might have got I talked to Rich about it and stuff and he gave me the number and I just cold called I just cold called Wow. Him. And I'd be like, Yeah, you know, I want to get some stuff, you know, what do we do? And he's like Derek just didn't, he's like, this guy might be a kook, he might not, I don't think my, he wouldn't have known my name at that time, you know, and he's like, oh, okay, I'll send you some stuff and kind of see how it goes, and it just progressed from there. I think, I think, um, Seek and Destroy had just came out when yeah. I was, when I was, when I, at that point when I was phoning him to get some stuff and like, because like Siggity was on, so I'm like, oh, Siggity was on. I didn't know Siggity was on. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah, I remember Yeah, Rich got a package, and he's like, I have to film stuff for this video. Yeah. And I was like, so we filmed I stuff. Remember, I remember on, I was talking to Derek, too, and was Rich had the backwards rail clip, and they cut it so quick, you know, because he didn't, he didn't pull it. No, he pulled it. Did he pull it? I filmed it, yeah. The did one he where he did double peg grind a backward rail. Yeah, maybe. No, um, he fully pulled it. I, <sighs> Alright, never mind my never mind my story then, never mind. No, I know he pulled it because I Yeah, yeah no, it. no, no. Yeah, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt <clears throat> that. Hold up, backward. Did he do, hold on. I'm trying to think. No, that was that one. What was the backward rail? I feel like there's just one. Hmm. There's a backward rail he does that's cut so quick. You're right. Okay, no, here it is. I'm going to air it out. So I was thinking a different spot. So it's this little curved rail and me and Rich had a bet that day. I did my first opposite rail that day. And I said, if I did it, he had to do it backwards. Yeah. He did, but it got cut because his foot slipped off on the rollback. Right, right. Like then, he pulled it, but he rolled around. Yeah, I think that's, there was that's like, what it was. I think his tire came off a curb or yeah. something where he put his foot down. 
And it was like, yeah, you're and I remember right. I talked to Derek about that, and he's just like, because I'm all rich, and, you know. I was trying to <laughs> trying to name drop as good as I could, and he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, we wanted a backwards rail in the video so bad because I think that's the only one in the video. He's like, we wanted the backwards rail so bad in the video. He's like, I used the clay foot down, but I'm like, we needed it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah no I think he like popped it off the curb I mean at the time doing a backwards rail was just oh insane. yeah 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 like yeah yeah I was like he's like I'll do it if you do it opposite and I was like alright <laughs> yeah so yeah you're right I was thinking this other clip in it yeah. that, so but it's funny it's funny that we even discussed it for so you know so we just aired Rich out get it get it <laughs> I mean it's funny in, in, that, in that era that's dude, cool you know dude I mean, Joe had, I think, a clip doing a 20-stair rail yeah. and putting his foot down on the yeah. rollback. Like, fuck it. Yeah. Like, yeah, at that time, you're like, it's so gnarly. You're like, dude, it's, you're not doing it again because no. your foot came wrong. You're like, I'm going home. and You know, I had the one yeah. clip in Criminal Mischief where I come off the roof and feeble that wooden rail on the outside. Oh, yeah. And my, my foot blew off at the bottom. It didn't touch. But my foot blew up, and I'm like, no fucking way, I'm no, doing that again. That I'm thing like, ain't touching. Yeah, I'm like, that, that's that's pulled to me, and you know, I ain't getting fucked up on this shit. That, yeah, I was up on that roof for so long, sweating that, and we, it was gravel, so we had to lay boards up there and everything, and it was kind of one of those one good ratchet oh, and then set those. up. Yeah, know? those are the worst. And too. it's just blind. It's just the rail into nothingness. Was it was pretty hairy. That's why I slipped that foot. I'm like, I'm taking. I would have liked to clean it up, but I'm not. I was yeah. like, no, not on this one. Yeah. So, man, so you've had a, I mean, through your, like, whole pro career, I mean, how many video parts do you think you've had? Uh, it's a lot. It's Over a, 10, right? It'd be probably around 10. Between Ride, I did the part for Ride. Turbulence? Was it Turbulence? I feel like it's Turbulence. Yeah. I feel like I should know that off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. It, it, between volume videos, demolition... That's you didn't full, have you didn't have a full part in that the poor boy video, did you? You just had a clip. I had a full part in Heroes and Madmen. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay, that was probably your first full part. Wasn't that it? was my first full part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it'd, it'd, it'd be around ten. And then your last part was that full pool part. The the online one, but I mean, I yeah, those are parts. Yeah. 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 That 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 was the era where I'm just like I'm just gonna do what I'm doing and having fun. We obviously pushed it a little bit, but I mean, I'm like bottom side double. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like you can film what I'm doing, and I'm I'm down with that. But that yeah, that was that would be that'll be the last <coughs> that will be the last video I'll put effort into. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, I mean nowadays, I mean I mean it seems like you've had so many layers to. I mean, your pro career lasted what twenty years? I was I was on volume. I was I was paid. Pro on volume, I think, for 18 years. Wow. So, I mean, that's a better run than most people. And then if you factor, if you factor <coughs> kink and basic and that, even, I mean, yeah, 20 years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's heavy if <laughs> yeah. you, like, really stop it's and a, think it's about it. It's a lot it. when you think of how many changes bike riding went through at that time. I mean, you went through, like, what, during your pro career, there was at least three different phases. phases. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. And it. I, it all came about organically because, I mean, you just kind of well, burn out on stuff. Well, yeah, you know? I mean, like, for people to continue writing, like, at least as far as I know, like, you kind of got to change stuff you're doing to just keep having fun. Yeah, yeah, totally, and that's exactly right. Like, 
this stuff starts to get a drag to go out and do that all the time. <coughs> and then, you, you know, oh, you go through a phase where you don't ride any parks at all. Yeah. You're like, street everything. We're not even warming up over there. Yeah. And then, and then one day you warm up at the park and you're like, I just want to stay here today. This yeah, is yeah, fun. yeah. And then, you know, that starts to happen. So, How did, um, I mean, I feel like it's kind of one of your phases that, you know, especially recently people know you for is like, you know, you and Mike going out riding pools and, yeah. and searching and, and, and we, we had just kind of started, we had all, I mean, we always rode together, right? And yeah. When I was living in Southern California, we'd always ride together and meet up here and there. But then we really, I don't know what year it was. I remember it was right around Christmas and, uh, we started meeting up all the time and we would like. Or we got wind of like, oh, this spot. So we'd go find the spot and run. <coughs> and then that kind of progressed, you know. And then we'd like, let's seek out crazy stuff and just go on these missions. Yeah. And like, if we don't find anything, it's still still, still fun. super fun day. So we kind of just started, got really on that kick. And like, we ended up riding. That that era, is, those few years, is probably my favorite. Just for the adventures of getting to some of the places and the places. And just the, the level of fun all that was just like insane. So... Um, yeah, then maybe 2000. And you guys kind of had a little crew there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we had a crew. Yeah. And then, yeah. And we like, you, T Mike. Tarada, Tarada got in on it a bunch yeah. for a while. And then Andrew Lazaric would, would take, he, he, he <coughs> still dirt jumping and he tagged along on a few. And like, when you come, it's so fun. It's just like, yeah, let's yeah. do that again. So. Um, and you know Andrew since you guys were yeah. kids from being Ari from Nelson. Ariaga was going out with us oh, for a yeah, while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was always super down for any mission, like. You know, and we'd end up driving like, you know, we'd drive four hours to ride something for an hour and drive four hours back. And you're like, you get home, you're like, that was good. Well, I feel like that whole little thing kind of, it was another reawakening for like people that hadn't seen, you know, because yeah. magazines had pretty much were gone yeah. when that happened. And I feel like they're, they're, it opened up some people's yeah. eyes that like, oh, I can Yeah, and do it's this. like, it's obviously indulgent to say, you know, like. But it was kind of different than what everyone was being force-fed at the time, too. So it's like it was yeah. just something different to look at. And people identified with it, you know? Like, you kind of get disenchanted with just seeing the same shit all the time. And, and at that time, like, obviously people have been riding pools and doing all that stuff for longer than anything else. But I think people kind of forgot. Not necessarily forgot about it, but it wasn't. Well, that, that was kind of like, I mean... That that started like kind of when come the come up was peak yeah, and yeah. <clears throat> I mean they weren't really pushing any of that yeah. style. No, and, and I just got tired of seeing it was on there too, and I'm like, it's not it's not fun to watch. It's not fun to do anymore. Yeah. You know? So we started doing that, and then again organically we're just kind of posting pictures of what we're doing, and people are like, damn, that looks fun, you know. And I think a lot of older guys kind of reconnected like. Oh, we're seeing everyone do tricks, and you're like, this doesn't even look fun anymore. And you're like, oh, this looks fun, like a day out with my friends, and kind of like what it used to. Kind of well, what you grew up doing. Yeah, because a lot of those dudes that grew up in the mid square were getting older, having yeah. kids and stuff. And it's just like, and it was never. We never went like we're gonna go film or do any of this, you know. We're just like most of the stuff we never filmed at all. Yeah, you know, and we just shoot shoot a couple photos, and we're like, damn, killer day. Kind of like when the GoPro photos yeah. are getting hot. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That changed everything for us. We're like, okay, now we can, we can get a cool ass photo without having a photographer here. Yeah, or, yeah. And uh, or or knowing how to work <laughs> work a camera, or do any. Hey, we, you saw me stumbling yeah, earlier. Yeah, but it, it just kind of opened the door. Like, we don't have to come back now. We can get a cool shot while we're here, and like, 
So yeah. sometimes getting photos out of photographers was like pulling teeth too. So you're like, I don't want to shoot it with someone that's not. I'm well, never see yeah, it. because there's plenty of times. I mean, I don't. I mean, I know kind of being a fake photographer for a while. But even me and Ryder, like, you'd say like, "Hey, I got an idea for a picture to certain people," and they might go, "Well," yeah. uh, and yeah. you're like, "What?" Yeah. Like, yeah, Mike. Can I go to the bathroom? Yeah, run to the bathroom. All right. Sorry. No, you're all good. I'm going to hit pause. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> all right. He breaks over. Um, yeah. Uh, let's go through some of these questions we got. All right. Yes. Yeah, let's see what we got. I mean, we could ramble on forever, but I'm sure some people are going to remember some stuff and want to know some stuff <laughs> that once, once I get this thing loaded up. Does your Wi-Fi come up faster? Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll do yours while this one loads up. I mean, well, I'll let you pick. No, you run through yours and pick yours. I don't know. I'll just let you pick. All right, let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. <laughs> nope, hold on. I may got course, this one. Of course, now it's not loading. All right. Let's see this. Crandall didn't ask a question. He just hit us with a statement. <laughs> uh, Milltown Cycle wants to know how long is your, how long now is your shit list? <laughs> yeah, that's like those are always the things: the shit list and the light beer. You know, I still I have the original shit list still. It's down in the bar. Oh shit! Yeah, so I like I frame that up and sell it to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> somebody no, probably want it. I, I haven't I haven't added it. Anything to the list, and I probably took I probably took more names off than that. Oh, okay, but um, Rooftop wants to know why is Dave Clymer and Rooftop your favorite riders? <laughs> well, clearly, clearly because they're so similar. <laughs> <laughs> nah, who are your favorite riders? Mo- modern day, or let's say when you were you know when we were teenagers, who was your favorite then, and who's your favorite to watch like, now? Forget like the Hoff. I mean, yeah, not, we the, talked about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Not saying forget Hoffman, but those are like I had a I had a whole wall in my bedroom that was just Hoffman. Yeah, you know, like that 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 goes without saying. But yeah, that when when the Dirt Brothers Hicks in Action came out, yeah, I was like, this is it. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. That was it. But like Grosso, that whole the, all those that that era dudes, like even the like Craig Campbell and Grosso and that. That era of freestyling, but I mean, I was into RL obviously growing up too. But it really started hitting like Grasso. That's when you're like, oh, I want to look like this. Oh guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to set my bike up like this, or you know. I then, remember the Craig Campbell and the GT had yeah, dreads. I asked yeah, my mom if I yeah, could do that, yeah, and she yeah, looked yeah. at me like I was crazy. Yeah, you're like, I need the dreads and everything. But yeah, that's that. And then when the when the dirt when the Dirt Brothers came around, Hicks in action, like that video was my bible. Like oh yeah, you're like I need. I need all this. Just I, I had a Skyway TA because of it, you know, but I still ran it as a TA. You take the stickers off. You're like, it's Dirt Bros. Yeah, it's a Dirt Bros. Yeah. And then, yeah, Climber, Climber just like every, every whatever. I don't know what it was. I just look and I'm like, this is it. Like yeah. the way his bike was set up, the way he looked, the tricks he did, everything. And you're just like, and yeah, I've talked about the new bull photo or whatever, but that you just see the that. Go, the go just cover. Like, you're just like. I don't understand what's going on, but it looks so cool, you know? Yeah. Well, who's the couple dudes right now that you like watching? Um, obviously, Corey Walsh. Yeah. You know, that what he's doing, I 
that's the stuff I like to watch now. Chase Hawk, you know, obviously Dennis. Yeah. Anything Dennis does, I'm super into. I appreciate a lot of the street stuff, but like watching it just doesn't do anything for me. You know, I, it's so unrelatable to where I'm at. And it, I mean, it should be. I'm in my mid 40s. Yeah. I shouldn't be into what <laughs> kids are into, and kids shouldn't be into what I'm into. Yeah. That's not the way life works, you know? Like, we should be in, I should be into different stuff than a 20 year old. You, uh, you shouldn't be forcing a 20 year old to be like, I love Craig Grosso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I understand, like, what I'm doing looks stupid to them, for yeah. sure, but. We're having we're having this it's the same amount of fun and arguably I'm having more fun, but like <laughs> we're getting the same thing out of it. We're just doing different stuff, yeah. you know. But I can appreciate how hard that stuff is. But I rarely watch any videos unless you know. Oh, it's Dennis or you know any, any a name or a friend yeah. or something. And I mean, you watch watch a Corey. You don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, you, you know what you're gonna get, but you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah. So it's like, I like that. And it's just, it looks fun to me, you know, like, you like, I want to ride. Like that's makes you want to ride. Oh, yeah. 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 And like, you feel like, you feel like you're doing Corey Walsh. So you see a photo of yourself and then you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I was going to tell you that when I was at that quarter pipe and yeah, Kirk's though. Yeah. 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 Did Nally Beck's going to post it. Corey yeah. posts one. I'm like, ah, I'll take that yeah. down. <laughs> uh, Mike also wanted to know. Uh, what's changed about BMX? Why does it seem different? Maybe like the eras that you and you started to now. I mean, I, I think that just comes back to what I what I touched on before is just growing older, you know. And the sport stays young, so and what the kids are into changes. And what I what I'm obviously what I'm into changes too, but I don't necessarily know if it's different. I don't want to be that guy. It's like oh, it was better then than it is now. It's it's hard to say, but. I mean, the feeling is that when I'm around dudes doing it, the feeling is, I don't know what it is. I, yeah. It's a, it, I always feel as I've gotten older, I try to chase the BMX feeling I had when I was 14. Yeah, yeah. And that comes from things that sometimes you don't expect it to come from. Yeah. Or, or you do something gnarly and you're like, you, you're like, eh, it wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah, it just comes from different places. And I think you get this different perspective as you go as you get older. So yeah. it's like, it might not necessarily that things change this. We change and it is what it is. Yeah. John Paul wants to know, are vintage collectors <laughs> kooks or freaks? <laughs> well, I think that depends on which side you're on, which, which side of the collect, but, but I, I've encountered both and, uh, there's guys that do it that make me not want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> some of the guys you have to deal with to get some of the stuff, you're like, and you're like, I'm not like them. But then you're like, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're like, I'm kind of like that. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> like know? that. So, yeah, I know. I so, do the same thing. So, I mean, it's a fine line. It's definitely a fine line, and that line gets blurry sometimes. And I've definitely been on both sides of the line. But you get uh, that little frenzy where you're like, I got to get this <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, I've done. I've made some impulse buys where where you regret it, but you, you ultimately are pretty happy you did it. But. But maybe that dude thought you were a kook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I might have, might have, might have. Yeah, ex- exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, Bradley P wants to know how's BMX retirement cheap treating you? <laughs> it's the best it's ever been. All right, that's my homie from AZ. Shout out the crew. Uh, Sean David Walters, aka Elf, <laughs> uh, wants to know. Let's see, the next pool you come across with the most stagnant water, can we get Tate Ross Kelly to try to ride across it Absolutely. so he can redeem himself? Absolutely. I I pray that he doesn't get redemption because 
that clip of him falling in the dirty pool water is pretty much one of my all-time favorite internet clips. But uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would love to be present for another attempt. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Mike Aiken wants to know. I'm trying to under. He, how far of a you might know what this means? How far of a journey have you and the mini gone on? <laughs> well, you can't you can't actually ride them. Oh, the horses! Yeah, He's talking about yeah, the mini yeah, horse. Yeah, yeah. I was like thinking like a mini Cooper or something. <laughs> No, you can't actually ride him, but I mean, well, I take him around. I take him around the neighborhood and stuff. Take him so, for walks. Um, I, I wanted to get him carting, so I mean, if we can get a cart on him, he'd be able to, to pull me around. But it's, I just gotta find the time to do that shit. Yeah, to get him trained. But I mean, you know, any any distance with him is a good time. If you guys don't know, Jason has too many horses. <laughs> uh, Chris Silva BMX wants to know what is one moment on your bike that you wish you could relive? Maybe a session or a fuck. That's, that's a oh man that is we that, might have to come back that's a heavy question I might have to go on the back burner but um fuck I don't know what what's a day like you just close your eye like a great day that you just like I remember you had on your bike the, honestly a big day was when we went back to the nude bowl after a first oh after it got dug out after that would be heavy out. so I'd always dreamed about it because people didn't it was dug out for like a month before when the, me and when when we went no one knew it was dug out. Yeah. So they had, we had, we had a skater at the time that he's like, gave us the down low and he's like, there's a party out there this weekend, <coughs> a blowout party. And he's like, nobody knows it's dug out yet. And he's like, so we, Dean called me and we made plans and we went out the Monday after the party. And it was like, that was fresh. Nobody knew. Was it epic? It was, it was epic. I felt like it was it was Mecca. I was like, I'd made it, you know? So who went out that day? You and Dean? It was me, Dean, and Keith Mulligan. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and I think Keith had maybe just broke his hand, so he was so bummed. He was so bummed, but we shot photos and stuff. Did you walk around and talk about, like, Jay doing the 540? Yeah. Oh, and... my God. Just the history. I, I have a picture on the stairs holding the climb recover. Yeah. It's so nerdy to do, but I'm so, okay. I'm so happy to have it now. But uh, just, like, the history... And, like, how many times I saw that in the magazine when it used to have all the columns up top still. Yeah. When and the, you're just like, I'm like, this looks like I mean, there was always, like, who had dope photos in it? Wilkerson. Hoffman. Hoffman. Blyther. Blyther. So many. And then video Miron did. Miron 5 did, which was insane. He tail whip aired the deep. He and tail whipped like, it? Yeah. He, in a different video, he tail whip. It wasn't in the Jinx video, but he does what? it. Yeah. What? And it, so, so our mindset, too, at the time, I'm thinking... This thing's perfect. Yeah. I'm like, these guys didn't even know, you know, they didn't know what they were doing back then. So this tranny has to be like perfect. And we got yeah. there. I'm like, this is legit pool. The stairs are legit. The, the stairs are scary there. The stairs, yeah. They're, they're, they're legit. Like you think about climber going on through that with a 16 inch back end. Yeah. You're like, fuck that. With his front tire out like that and stuff. Like I, I would like to see the landing, but I almost don't want to see it because I'm well, like, you saw those, remember those clips? Was it right on? Or? Hoffman went over. Head first, yeah. right? And yeah. He, they were wild. Yeah, absolutely. And like, they were just figuring out how, I don't think anyone had really been doing that on a bike yet. Yeah. But they still had that mindset like, oh, we do this. We're here. Let's do this. So yeah, watching it, you're like, damn. But yeah, that, that day was pretty, like those feelings of being a kid growing up in the middle of nowhere, Canada, looking at places where you're like, probably never, ever going to go. And now that it had been dug out and you're there, it's just like, whoa, like the the way to ev everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Being a kid looking at you standing here and like 
all the history that happened there. It was pretty pretty sick day. Uh, Evan wants Evan Krakow wants to know who would win a fight between you and pre Luna rooftop or post Luna rooftop and Luna's rooftop style. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, I wouldn't want to mess with the dad strength. Dad strength. Yeah. I mean, pre pre Luna he is probably a little wiry. Would still be threatening, but that dead strength. If he yeah. if he summons that dead strength, it's it's all over. <laughs> Let's see what else we got. Uh, so, uh, witness the litness wants to know how that how do you get your invert so inverted? <laughs> I honestly think it was the perfect combination of the bike and the bars at the time. Because I can't get I can't get in that position anymore. I think the, Bruce talked about that the yeah. same thing. The height of the bars and the, the skinniness of the bars. You could flip it. Yeah, you could flip it so much easier. Obviously, I mean, dudes do them with the bikes now, but I can't I can't get in that position anymore. Do yours go more like tabletops now? I just, it's more of a traditional table, yeah. Yeah, I, I wish I knew. <laughs> I wish I knew how I got in that position. Uh, it's always so funny reading these questions. Um one dude wants to know what was your favorite bike company before volume and demolition. So maybe what was your favorite bike company growing up? Oh man, like <clears throat> it, it just goes with the eras too. That when when I was riding the homes, like that S and M was like you were like up until that point, you kind of rode whatever bikes you could get and do that. And then when you start buying, man, when Climber was on that yellow homes, I'm like S and M at the time was obviously breaking ground between. Oh them. yeah, so I'm like. I was all about being on that train. Like I had two homes, a dirt bike, but then when standard, when standard came out, and then and the, which is funny because the S and M were so race oriented, and the standard was still so, so freestyle. freestyle. <coughs> but I was, you know, I was seeing seeing the Baco videos and stuff, and I'm like, damn, these guys. Are, I, they're so influential. They were so. They, we were riding the mini ramp, and I'm like, okay, I'm do. I do what these guys do now, you know. And I got that bike, and then after that was basically sponsored bikes. After that, so yeah. Uh, a few people want to know, including Scott Malion, uh, if you and Brian Kaczynski met again on the ice playing hockey, would you be able to take him out? It depends. Depends how dirty I... <laughs> he, <laughs> he might be coming back with a vengeance. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got more to prove than I do, I think. <laughs> so, so he might come out swinging. But, but to this day, I'll testify that they gave me the super Dallas rental skates at that place, and his he he brought his own equipment. Oh shit! So that, I mean, chalk that up to what you will. I can't a hundred percent blame it on the skates, but it had a lot to do with it. All right. Midichlorian uh, <laughs> eater. So he might be a Jedi. I don't I know. Think, I think he's sack local. He's a sack local. Uh, he wants to know if you have any John Heaton stories. Yeah, but I mean, that's... A, I do. John was great. He lived in Van for a long time, and we actually worked at the same bike shop together. And we were, like, we were riding partners for a long time. That was a good era, too. He was on volume for that hot minute, so we were... Oh, on, yeah, he was. He did so, gnarly stuff yeah, when he was on volume. That, his part was really underrated, I think, in that video. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that, that was a good era for us, too. And we were, like... Kind of trying to find our own groove. Where's Heaton from originally? He's uh, from Toronto. Toronto, Toronto area. Yeah, like, and that's why you see him around sub, Detroit. And suburbs, stuff. yeah, suburbs all around there. But yeah, he was in Vancouver for a few years. That was a good. Is he back in Toronto? Yeah, he's back in. in does, does John still ride a little? Do you know? 
I, he was on the gram for a minute. He still rides. He'll comment every yeah. now and then. But uh, I saw some video of him, and uh, or or maybe pictures. I mean, he's one of those guys that he's so good. Yeah, he's so good. And it, his bad is still better than most. You know, it's so true. <coughs> um, Young Van eighty six wants to know if, you, if there's ever been talk about putting like you, Joe Rich, Van home, oh, and other yeah. mid school guys in a bus and doing a tour. I'm, I'm down. Like I, I don't know if there's been talk about it. Fool's Gold, Fool's Gold was kind of that. The Fool's I, Gold, I yeah. Did, yeah. So I'm like, I would love to do something like that. Maybe even with, with if we had a budget, budget, you know. Like, it would. I mean, the more it goes along, it would be kind of fun. To where everybody's like says old fools. I think it'd be fun if you did like mid school guys. Yeah. But with some old school guys, yeah. like you pulled in a Volker. Yeah. Or something, yeah, you know. That'd where, be pretty wild. Um, yeah, I'm always down. I would be down. I, I'm. I definitely lean towards trips with small crews now. Yeah. You know, like that's really where I find my vibe. But I mean, I'd be open to it. As long as, if it's cool guys riding cool shit, it's a good time. <laughs> I'm just going to ask this question because I don't think many people will get it, but it made me laugh just reading it. <laughs> right. When's the return of Ice Toonie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in this in the modern rap game, I could be somebody. I mean, yeah. Maybe, maybe sooner than we think. We don't even need to. If you don't know Ice Toonie and you don't. Just maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe soon. Um, do, 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 do. my buddy Jordan Lacey from Portland, but he's from Ventura originally. He wants to know how much longer do you think you are going to ride for? I mean, that's a it's a hard question to it answer. Is, it is, but I mean, when you look at a pro career from the 90s. Those dudes, a lot of those dudes were done when they were 20, 21. Yeah. And now, I mean, even for me, I mean, DMC's 50. Yeah. He's doing 900. He's older than 50. Yeah. He's 53, 54. Wilkerson, Rick Thorne, all these guys. I'm like, it, it, it's pretty, and I think if you're, if you're smart about him, you can ride forever. Stay, yeah. stay healthy. I mean, I think Dennis like, is kind of the gauge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even like Fiola and Dominguez, they still can rip when they oh, want. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. And and now the it, the place I'm at, I as long as you know, knock on wood, nothing, no catastrophic injuries. You, you can don't ride. fall like I did in the barn. I try not to. I mean, I do. <laughs> I do for sure. I do. But um, got to wear the knee pads, right? Yeah, I, I I I look to the the risk to reward factor now for a lot. Where I'm like, ah, I think I could do that, but if I don't, it's not worth it. So I'm like, I'll pass on that, but. Um, no bikes wants to hear, I mean, we kind of covered it, but maybe there's something we could, any epic Nelson stories. Is there anything from Nelson that you remember? It was fucking crazy yeah. there. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a whole topic of its own. I mean, it was just, it was just, I feel like everything I know that's insane. I don't even want to say. Yeah. It. Yeah. I like, mean, we'll just, we'll, we'll leave those to, to what they were, but yeah, that was, that was just a good time. I mean, you're young and yeah, it was amazing. Time. It Let's. Here's the thing with the Nelson thing. For the dudes that know, how many dudes kind of went on that were in that first Nelson concert oh, yeah. and went on to be pro? Yeah. Like... That was a lot of... I mean, let's let's run through some heads. There's like you, Asado, uh, Siggity, Dom. Dom Mock, Simon Barry, yeah. especially in Canada. In, for Canada. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, all, all the Flatland he, dudes, Andrew Ferris... Jamie like, McIntosh, yeah. Jason Brown, Dan Rigby, Dan Rigby, uh, oh Steph, my. Steph, Steph, Steph Royer, 
who I'm, I'm for, who oh my god I'm gonna forget a name and it's gonna make basic uh, Flatlander I'm forgetting Steve Roy Steve Roy yep. I would have felt like an asshole when I yep. saying Steve Roy's name uh, let's say you, you had Jamie on at some of those yep. Wade Nelson's just yep. I mean doc, the doctor yeah uh, the doctor. Matt Sager, Dave yeah. Tom, Daniel Randall, Bruce Christman, John yeah. Bristol. Yeah. Uh, who there, there's people we're oh, missing. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's a long list. And I bet I bet if you could see a list of people there, there's names that you forget, or people that were even there. Yeah, uh, I mean we're definitely. Who's dude wrote for King Canada that was really good? We're assholes. Yeah. Shouldn't have brought it up. I know. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, there's so many. I mean, yeah. those Nelson contests were epic. Uh, hard copy BMX archive uh, wants to know what's your favorite BMX video. Is it is it Hicks in action? Dirt yeah, Brothers? I would say that's still the one. That I like I even just watched it long ago, and like it just brings it brings it all back. It's you a great remember, video. And like Vic Murphy does like it for that era too. Like there's clips in there that didn't mean anything. When, the one where he does the 180 under the slant wall and rolls back up even, it. He carves a set of stairs with a long love seat in a pool. Oh yeah. And I'm like, as far as pool riding goes, that's still like when I that clip would pass when I was young. Wouldn't think anything of it because I'd never been in a pool. I didn't yeah, know anything. I know the exact clip and you're I'm talking like, about. Now when I watched it, I'm like, damn, that's like they did. They did some pool stuff in there that never resonated with me. Back then, because I I could couldn't relate to it whatsoever. Yeah. You're just like, but but there's still like, all those feelings come back. That's still one of my favorites. Just so it's so raw, and like just the look of everything and the spots they ride, everything's so great. Yeah, he asked what my video favorite video is, and mine what we were talking about yesterday would be the second two hip video, the 1988 contest yeah. series yeah. with the first street contest and stuff. That's my favorite. Uh, well, we can ask this one because so many people. There's a couple people that are wondering. He, uh, Stu Fent wants to hear about the origin, which you're kind of known for, is the rideaway crouch. Yeah, I, I don't know what the origin of that is. It's just your style. I think, I think when I was getting heavier in my heavier years, that it just gravity did it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it started, and then it was like it's a little bit of cushion, you know. Or, but yeah, I, I don't think it was ever an intentional thing. It just. And, like, it's one of those things that you don't realize you're doing so much till people start pointing it out. And then you're like, oh, oh. And then you watch yourself and you're like, holy shit, I do do that. Joey Cobb's always called it the rudder. So, so it's like I'd be putting... I the, called it the side saddle. I'd, I'd put the rudder in the water to smooth out after, you know. Like, uh, Ken Maganarly, uh, old Portland local, wants to know... When's the last time you did a over two the two over two two seventy half bar spin? The last the last one I did was volume on the clock. Okay, I did it, and I'd never done it without a front brake. I worked for that one. That oh, one took yeah. a lot of work because the front brake helps get all the way around into the position to switch your hands. Without the front brake, you have that your forks are like the balance point so crazy. Because with the front brake, you can just jam the tire. It stays the front end stays yeah. fixed, right? And without that brake. You're a teeter-totter. It, it teeter-totter. So the balance was so different. It, that one took me a long time. But, yeah, that was the last one. I, I would like – I need to do that trick more often. But It's such a cool trick. Yeah. Um, did you – hold on. We, I asked you yesterday, but let's go over it just so people know. You kind of invented that trick, right? I mean, yeah, we had never seen anyone doing anything similar. You and Asado, right? Yeah. 
So that was just the product of riding the ramp all winter. And sometimes when Dave would tweak out his over, over tooth and back, he would get to that point and lose his balance point and kind of fall out. And I'm like, what if we like just push through that point and yeah. then flip the hands? And when we wore the big knee pads, it helped a ton too because your knee was up on the bar at that point. So when you took the hands off, it held your, it. Your bar, your bar was in your knee at that point. So it was like it helped so much. Wow, that. But yeah, I, I mean, it's always. But you said Dave pulled it first. Dave pulled. Of course, he pulled it first, right? Like, <laughs> of course, he pulled it first. And, and I would. It's. I always hate to say, oh, someone invented something because there's so much going on that. But I haven't seen too many people do that trick. I know Frymouth. I Frymouth does the three. He does it over the spine, but on his tire. Yeah. Um, he does a nose pick one like that at Rampage. Yeah. So it's like he was obviously toying around with something similar at the time. But so it, invention is. Yeah, I know, it, I know. It's subjective, right? But yeah, we hadn't. We'll leave it at that. Dee Rose eighty two wants to know what sparked your love for Chevy trucks. Oh my god. Just look look at him. <laughs> no, I think it was like because Asado had bought that. He had bought a brand new 1996. <laughs> no, it was uh, a bought, bought his first car, 1996, long box Chevy 1500. Yeah. Bought it in Winnipeg off the lot, and we like we did. He bought it, and we literally got into it, drove to Chicago. Oh, wow. We rode uh, Gary, Indiana, what that park was at the time. Remember that bit? The, it was br- I, I do. It was brand new. It had the big mini spine in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We rode there, and then we drove to Rampage and rode Rampage in this truck. So Dave had the truck. He moved out west, and then when he started making money, he's like, I want to buy. He's like, I want to buy a Yukon or something. And um, I'm like, I'm going to try. I got a loan and bought the truck off of him. Like, it was oh, wow. brand new. And then I always kind of liked the shape of those trucks, too. But then it... The longer I had it, the, I thought the cooler the truck got, you know? And then it's like 10 years went past, 15 years, and now people are like, damn, nice truck. Lowered it a little bit. They just look cool. And they, I mean, I got the 86 square body now, and it's just like, they're just cool. I like old cars in general. Yeah. But uh, they're fun to drive. I would take, I love the way they smell when you get in it. You oh, know? yeah. Like, my old Greg, it just smells Yeah, the, the right. 86 is just like, I get in it, and I'm like, yes. It's so good, but... I mean, it's just cool. I know it's just cool to look at. Uh, Verde BMX says, dig cover with dogs. Best magazine cover ever. What are your thoughts of that cover in hindsight? <laughs> uh, that was just one of those things at the time you have no idea. Ed's just like, this would be cool, you know, to get for the interview. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think it was ever intention, intended to be, uh, to be yeah, more. Yeah, Ed than, Doherty to, shot to, that, to, right? To be more, yeah, he was living in Vancouver at the time. And uh, that was in the... That was in the cemetery just across my house in East Van. And uh, I'd always take my dog for a run out there. And then he was at my house one day. I'm like, i got to run the dog. Oh, I know where that's at. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, that'd be a cool <coughs> photo. And I'm like, okay. And uh, it just happened. You know, we went out there and shot it. And then I didn't even know. I didn't know that was happening until it was, until I saw it. And I was just like, holy shit. It's a know? pretty sick cover. So yeah, I mean, that, it was just, it was just something like a cool shot for the article, but um cameron birdwell who we were just with the other day 
talking a little shit. He said, winded four pegs, but no front brakes become mid-school. <laughs> I, I think we're going to need another get, weekend getaway to figure that out completely. But <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ryan, that, that is a good question. Ryan Nyquist wants to know. Oh, my God. All right. Wow. If you X up in a Canadian nose pick, wouldn't it be considered an American nose pick? <laughs> and also, can we please see a tooth half, tooth to half bars to backward tooth? Oh, he wants to see the half bar to toothpick to half bars for now. Yeah. There's been a lot of lot of people like do that. I'm like, I gotta find that footage again. Yeah, I would like to see. I, I, I want to do it, but I almost don't want to open the can of worms that it's gonna start if I start trying. Was that one but, that you pulled that I filmed? The first one you pulled at at Jarek's, probably, yeah, probably because you did yeah. no foot. No, you didn't. no no no. I did one. I did one in Heroes and Mad Men. That Jarek's was before that. Was it? Yeah, it might have been before that. Because you did, yeah, no, you yeah, did yeah. half bar to tooth the to no foot out that day. But, mm. but to, to get to his Canadian nose pick question, the lines are very blurry in our current political climate. <laughs> so I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to actually label it as anything other than a nose pick these days. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> hey, I heard Rob Dodd's getting sensitive about uh, Canadian <laughs> nose picks not being proper. So... Uh, what would uh, Shinzer Beat uh, wants to know? What would a perfect day look like for you? What's your favorite type of street spot? I like uh, perfect days is any day you don't got to go to work and sunshine. And now you know, yeah. If I can get out, if I if I if I don't don't have work and I don't have endless chores I have to do, do finish around here, it's just like waking up without an agenda, no work, sunshine, and throw. Throw the daily rider and two vintage bikes in the truck and head out. See what happens. Nice. Dane Wild wants to know what's one lip trick that's always eluded you. I I always wanted to do five forty nose picks. I never couldn't. I've done one ever. That's a hard. A lot of people bumped me in as a front brake guy, and I wasn't. I didn't have that many front brake moves. Um, but the, the five. It always looks so good. The way Malin Turno did them. You know, and the way Asada always did them, I'm like, I always just wanted to do that. No pivot on the deck like that. That would be, I would love to be able to have that. Like, Sato's, that's still a kick turn to him. He might not touch his bike for a year. I know. And that's I've his go-to it. move. I would love to have that trick dialed in. Even even half to that measure. But uh, Jamo Faux BMX wants to know, if there was an all-time BMX hockey team, who would you want on your team? Oh, Jay Miron, of course. Can Jay play? Jay's amazing. Terry? Terry, Terry can play. I would have him on. He's he's thirty. He's big. He's, he's thirty. He's we big, we, we he's put him on the guy. blue line. Asado, without a doubt, he has he has as much skills on the ice as he did <coughs> on the bike. Andrew Ferris in goal. Is he's, he? He's been playing goalie his whole life. I can't even picture Andrew doing that. Yep. Yeah. He play. He plays. He still plays. He plays organized hockey still to hey, I spent time in Canada. I yeah. realized this hockey yeah. thing. And. Uh, so we got three. We got Terry on D. I mean, we almost got a line already there. We need. We need. Kuchin, is Kaczynski too much of a bum? Yeah, I mean he had, <laughs> he, he's, he's all time Canadian lineup. We're asking for, but I mean John Heaton. Okay. Killer skills on the ice too. So he's he's out there for sure. Uh, <coughs> I would have to pick. We need a goon. So regardless of hockey skills. 
We'd have to have Chris Smith on the team as our enforcer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Chris Smith's getting a lot of penalty minutes. On oh, team, that but... just made me so happy. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty good starting lineup right there. Uh, <laughs> fucking I love Chris Smith. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, okay, a, lot, a few people have asked... Are you still driving a beer truck? Let's yeah, get to the beer. We get, did talk about that. That's pretty funny. Um, I never actually drove the beer truck. I, there was a volume ad, right? There was a volume ad, and it was kind of going to lead into on the clock of what we would all be doing if we didn't end up bike riding, right? And that yeah. was kind of going to be mine. So we had this idea of the beer truck, and uh, I had found a Budweiser delivery shirt at the thrift store, and I bought it, and it had been in my backpack for months and months and months. I'm like, if we ever get the opportunity... We're going to shoot this. So me and Castillo went to ride this spot one morning. And where we pulled up the park, the dude was delivering beer. And I'm like, this is it. This is this yeah. is the... So I, I'm like, dude, here's the deal. And I had the bike. We, we had the bike with the beer graphics on yeah. it. I showed him the bike. And he's like, damn, this is sick as hell. He's like, all right, man. He's like, all right, let's do it. So and I showed him the shirt. I'm like, if I could just jump in the truck and like shoot a quick photo, he's like, hell yeah. He's like, just take the numbers out, take the numbers off, you know, because the trucks have the yeah yeah yeah. It'd be tra- be able to trace back. So he just let us have at it, and uh, he was pumped. He gave me a bunch of stickers and stuff. Well, they got so, stickers in the yeah, truck. Yeah, he had all kinds of shit. So, so he hooked he hooked up a bunch of stuff. But I never rode the beer truck. Well, I might have. I probably sat in that thing for two minutes total. But it uh, <laughs> it's a pretty good. Actually, I I would love to be able to track down a print of that photo now, just for to hang on the wall. That in itself, blown up. I knew. Or, I might have the. I, I might have no, the, but I'd like the original, like with no. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Ken Starr. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wants to know if we can bring back the low tech Delta shoes because they were his favorite. <laughs> I I mean I I I don't think. That's ever going to happen, but I mean, I would be open to the idea. I did like my low-tech Deltas, the ones with the, yeah. the elephant print. It's funny because there's different eras. People are like, the Delta, but then they're saying it, the one of the, when we went to kind of vulcanize kind of. Yeah, yeah. And there's dudes that just love those ones, you know, but then there's people that love the. Thick-soled ones. The thick-soled ones. And I stuff, like the thick-soled ones. I like the thick-soled too, but um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, let's bring it back. I'd love to see it happen, but <laughs> I mean, you got to talk to Rich. Yeah, I mean, I I, I haven't I haven't seen a, a new shoe, so I don't know about even doing an old one. Uh, Kevin Staninger wants to know if you ever felt pressures or had external pressures to quit BMX to pursue a real job mm, when you were riding. No, not really. I mean, you do at times where you, when you're nickel and diamond for so long yeah. that you're just like, you, and especially you get hurt, you're just like, I'm done with this shit. You know, I need that steady paycheck. But I mean, ultimately, you do that for a year, you're not going to be happy doing that either. So um, I never felt pressure so much, but I mean, you go through phases where you're, where money gets real tight and you don't have money for what you need. But um, I just figured I'm like, I'm going to have plenty of time to do that shit in my life. You know, yeah. like, I'll put it off as long as I can to enjoy. A lot of people want to know what you're doing for a job right now, but we're not. Uh, I mean, I, I work a nine to five and I don't want to, I don't want to be specific, but I mean, it, it's good and I like it. Um, 
fuck, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, that's good. Fuck I, I mean, it's as cliche and cheesy as it sounds. It's like America is the land of opportunity at the end of the day. You can find your niche and make your living and doing it. Um, I mean, that's it sounds shady, but <laughs> the way I'm saying it, but it's not shady. But uh, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of ways and people could move in on it. And I don't even want to give the people the idea. There you go. Uh, I think a couple people are alluding to uh, the basic standard beef. Yeah. Uh, did you ever feel any pressure from that when the standard dudes were kind of pissed at I, the basic dudes? Like a mullet. I didn't. Fight? I mean, you'd hear about it, but we were so young. I, you're just like that's not even on your radar that that's you gonna, never showed up at a contest. That's and gonna that affect standard, I never had that. I never. I had think that. Darcy did, and a few dudes. I imagine Darcy and Cecil did for sure. Yeah, but like, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Not get free stuff because. Yeah, the, you're like, what, am I not supposed to write for yeah. a company that's? I know because Glenn Glenn worked at Standard for a while too, and it, he he said there was Mall and Turner was there was they were gonna try and get me on at some point. And this would have been, I don't know, in, to the degree of whatever, this just, I'm just passing on information. So I never, I mean, I would have wrote for Standard in a second, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so don't, there's no doubt about that. Um, let's see. Ruckus Matt wants to know about Etnies and Little Devil. We kind of... Touched on that. Yeah, we kind of, I think we kind of touched on everything. Do you feel like we're missing anything? Or no, I think we that's, didn't... that's good. Yeah. Fair. You can always leave secrets we, we and a, leave things had, hanging. We had a lot of, we covered a lot of years. Yeah. Different eras, so. There anybody you want to thank or anything um, you want to say or? No. <laughs> nah. Your dogs, your dogs over there. No, nah, I mean, yeah, I mean, thank everybody. Yeah. Thank, thank my friends I ride with and you and yeah. everybody. Everyone that helped me along the way, obviously. There so, you go. Thank everybody. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you all for listening. (laughs) Uh, If you still need a BMX fix, uh, go over to YouTube, subscribe to Dig BMX and Snakebite BMX. I'm sure between both those channels, you'll be able to find what you're looking for, be it the newest, most up-to-date coverage, video parts, all that good stuff. Or if you're, you know, kind of looking for older, you know, mid-school stuff or old-school contests or parts like that, Between both those channels, you're going to be able to find what you need. So uh, until next time, guys, thanks for listening.